The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Uh, I am Mike Noble, and you can follow our, our podcast on us at more underscore noble. I'm joined across the table from me by Caleb Noble. You can find me on Twitter at CalebNoble08. Uh, thank you uh, for obviously coming back. We, we greatly appreciate that. It has been a minute since we talked to you guys. With the spooky season going on, the last time we talked, we knew that we were going to be pretty busy for a couple weeks and a really busy couple weeks it has been and we have a lot to talk about sports wise uh so thank you once again for joining us you guys are the absolute best uh tonight we are super super excited as one of our favorites joins us a man who spends a, a one of the busiest men i know in my life spends his time with his two kids who are amazing his amazing wife coaches golf teaches runs around little belleville little league coach of the year also splits his time between running the, the Baker Mayfield fan club and the Ben Simmons fan club. A man who hails from Baltimore, but his heart burns like the Cuyahoga for the town of Cleveland, the Bagel. Hey, what is going on, guys? Great to How hear your voice doing? again. Yeah, doing great. Doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. We're hanging in there. Uh, yeah. It's been a couple weeks since we've talked to anybody, so uh, we were pretty excited to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I know. Uh I, you know, I live for these uh, episodes that you guys put out and um, yeah, you've been a little silent recently, but I know uh, as much as anybody, how busy it can get. So I'm glad to be part of the, uh, the new one here for sure. At the Noble household, uh, when October hits, our lives are turned into somehow nothing but Halloween. <laughs> so I've just become accustomed to that, and that's sort of what we did. Also, to be fair, Amy and I did kind of go on about a two-week bender. Two weeks. It felt like it. Yeah. It really felt like two weeks. So it's been – it's we're, we're in recovery mode right now. So shout-out to Halloween. Shout-out to the spooky season. But also shout-out to uh, Calm Down November. Is this your – is this the, the favorite holiday of the year? I mean, I don't know. Is Halloween a holiday? Ha- well, it is my wife's – favorite holiday of the year Caleb, where do you stand on holidays um thanksgiving's always been my favorite just because of the food and everything but the the whole month of october is probably my favorite month especially when the cardinals are in the postseason it's just, it combines all of everything i love i love wearing hoodies and shorts at the same time bonfire my favorite thing to do yeah so when i can do that all month it's, that that just adds a chair on top and i love watching michael myers kill people <laughs> So there's to that. be honest, and so there, there was that. a new one this year, so it was a pretty good month of October for us. Well, what, where do you stand on holidays? What's your favorite? Fourth of July. Really? Yeah, I love I love the heat. I love the summer. I love the sun. I love it getting dark at nine o'clock. I mean, it's fireworks shooting off those. Uh, yeah, who's I mean, it's always good. It's not like uh, it doesn't have to be a must for me, but um, okay. I don't like fireworks. That's at all. That's they scare, uh, they scare the shit obviously out of my daughter and Caleb's sister Emma. Uh, that's her birthday, Fourth of July. So that's kind of a double right, holiday right, right here. So what? Why don't what? Does something happen, Caleb? Um, no, but they just scare me. I, we were lighting <laughs> off fireworks, me and help my friends, and every time one would go off, we're we're pretty responsible. Well, let's just say at that point in time of the night, we weren't as responsible, and it was kind of scary at times. Yeah, yeah. There, there might have been a couple that went haywire and could have ended poorly. So what what's the go to uh, Thanksgiving food? I know you said Thanksgiving's your favorite. I so didn't like your... it all, honestly. 
What's that? I, I don't know what my favorite would be. I think it's just a culmination of all of it. Well, I think, you know, it's got to be a Mount Rushmore now. A Mount Rushmore? <laughs> That's going to take a while. Oh, I it's don't, not. Hot take, turkey's not on my Mount Rushmore. Oh, it's definitely. I love turkey. The most underrated meat. Really? Absolutely. It's not, it's just like, it's like not as good as chicken. Oh, it's oh just I, I almost disagree. No. Chicken I was, I was making a push for my family to do chicken this year because of the, uh, using the turkey shortage as an excuse. Cause I, I agree with Caleb. I think just chicken's better. Chicken is so much better. I, I'm, I'm not, wasn't saying that I, I would rather have chicken saying, wings on okay. Thanksgiving. That would be, right. that, that's, that's a hard would, argument. To that, argue might be, that, that might be the, um, the, the Caleb next. Noble household um, <laughs> tradition when I get older is chicken wings at the Thanksgiving. Well, you can't find chicken wings either. I can find them. I didn't they're hear that one. And they're expensive. I can't find them. <laughs> okay, we just lost every one of our listeners yeah. in the first five minutes. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. So let's move into now, now since we've gotten into holidays, Thanksgiving. Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving we will have to come up with. Thanksgiving dinners. Um, also, D, speak, to wind in Thanksgiving and sports. Can we get the fucking Detroit Lions off of Thanksgiving Day? I like it. I, I oh god, I get it. I get it. They they're they're down, but you know it. If you they're take not them, down. This is who they are. You know, <laughs> who was it that said they are who we think they thought they were? That yeah, Danny Green or who was that? No, it wasn't Denny Green. One of them. I don't know. Whatever. Whoever the NFL coach was that said that. That's the Detroit Lions. I get it, but I mean that if you if they're not playing on Thanksgiving, it's just not the same. How do we know? It's better. <laughs> more entertaining I don't well, know hey, how do we know if it's not the same but you know it, it's exciting when whoever plays on Thanksgiving and then you get them out of the way also so they're not clogging up your Sunday well shout out to the NFL for also going to the third game yeah oh that's the third been game's incredible. been great yes yeah, the night, that's yeah. been incredible and then that, that weekend is one of my favorite weekends in sports because well, for years it was always the rivalry games Right, college football on Friday, right. Saturday, Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska, Oklahoma, uh, Illinois Northwestern, well, USC, UCLA, yeah. all of those. Well, Michigan, Ohio State used to play the Saturday before. Oh, my apologies. Okay, my apologies. No, but they, but I mean, it's been a while. You know, they. they, they was Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, that might have been what it was. Ole Miss, Miss State, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington. Like that was my childhood. Florida, yeah. Florida State. But obviously, those some of those have changed now. But it's still a great weekend of sports. I yeah. I have so many great memories and I, of just being off that Friday from school and just watching. It seemed like Nebraska, Colorado, like every Friday uh, after thing. It just being so immersed in it because you were off of school and there yeah. was leftovers. See, I, I, I'm obviously a little bit older than you. When I was young, it was Nebraska, Oklahoma that Friday. Oh well, yeah, then yeah, like that was the big dog, right? That was. You know, um, I'm terrible at remembering the the coaches' names. Who was Oklahoma's big coach that went to the Cowboys? Oh yeah. Um, oh God. Switzer. Really a sports show. Switzer. Where Switzer. Was it Switzer? Um, Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. There we go. And Tom Osborne. Yeah. They were running the triple option. Scott Frost. All those guys. That was back in my heyday. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you don't. So anyway, great weekend of sports. Thanksgiving's awesome. For, I'll be honest. From October first to January, whenever the national championship game is going to be. Probably one of my favorite. That's my, I call it the football season. What My favorite season. You've got the NBA kicking off. Uh, I'm trying, fans, I'm trying to get into the NHL a little bit. Uh, Kale's been t- teaching me people's names that I've never heard of. Uh, <laughs> you've got college football. You've got the NFL. You've got the major league playoffs. What do we just, we just want, or we're in the middle of 25 straight nights of football. 
right between college and the NFL. Yeah. It's a pretty awesome time. Yeah, it, I think it's going to be a three month bender. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been, this has been a pretty good week, pretty slow week. This I week. do want to say, I don't know if he's trying to get into hockey. <laughs> yeah. I no. I say anything to him about it. He couldn't seem less amused at what I said. <laughs> to be Caleb, fair, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I've actually tried to, at, at different times, ask him about things, and it's kind of a brick wall there. It's so bad. <laughs> it's real. Actually, it's, I'm embarrassed. Like it is embarrassing. I have, besides you two, I have other friends who are massive hockey fans. I go up to the ranch and I want to watch Akron, Ohio, on a Wednesday night, and they got the Blues game on. They get really angry when I ask them for that. Or I want to watch the Rockets Warriors. They don't love that up there. It's very much hockey territory. I will say the run of the Stanley Cup. As much fun as I've ever had watching a sport that I had no idea was. I was going to mention you. You were you were first in line there. Do a couple shots every time they scored a goal. It was a blast. We had yeah. D, you were with us for one of the game big wins. Uh, spent one of the big wins at the ranch. It was a. I had a blast with. I had no clue what was happening. I've never regretted regretted more not being twenty one during <laughs> a run of anything because I sat here at home with my girlfriend and Hannah watching <laughs> watching it cheering my ass off while they didn't even know what was happening. No. They won the Stanley Cup for the first time ever, and they just sat there. You were, they didn't even act like it happened. You were playing Fortnite at intermission? Fortnite? I don't like Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> the, the night they won, the ranch was like that scene in Major League, right? The bar where they're just like pounding on the, the tables and the bars. Oh, yeah. The Indians are trying to, to get to the World Series. That's what it felt like. Also, I've been telling them, this is, if you want to get into hockey, especially St. Louis hockey, this is the year to do it because they're really, really good this year. Really good. I am a bandwagon hockey fan, I feel like. Well, just watch the game. We have it on. It is on. So that's what I mean by getting into I hockey. I forced him to put it, it on. It is on. I did turn the Carolina Pitt football game over to this, so we are getting into hockey right now. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I've heard about the hockey tailgates being something special, too. joke but that's really funny i didn't see that one coming <laughs> oh evidently evidently they're hopping they there, are i have never seen one but that street is down there and the tailgaters are it's like arrowhead on a sunday morning i, don't know, I was walking to my car from the blues game like a couple weeks ago didn't feel safe <laughs> only people tailgating were homeless they they weren't tailgating they were panhandling <laughs> and it was not fun <laughs> semantics dude panhandling tailgating same thing no no one was enjoying what was happening. Okay. I really apologize to all of our listeners right now. Okay, let's move if, on. You have stick, if you guys have stick with us, you are the best. Okay, let's move on to baseball. Okay, so we're going to start with baseball. Obviously, we wrapped it up with uh, – Caleb and I made our predictions on here for the World Series. I predicted the Braves in seven. You predicted the Astros in seven. I wasn't right, but I was right with the winner. I was so happy to watch, to watch the Braves win. It's not – here's the thing. I'm not even – like watching Twitter – Go off on the Astros. It's pretty funny, especially and D. D will love this because D is always the person who talks me back when I start to get a little bit over the ledge as far as the Cardinal fans go. And sometimes I'm on that ledge, and he's like, "Well, remember when?" And he's usually right on that. But I always get a kick out of the it, the Twitter fans, and I, I am friends with a lot of people on Twitter who are you know Cardinal fans and everything else. But they were really there's a lot of venom towards the Astros for cheating, and every time I reminded them that, hey, we actually committed a cyber crime, they really did not want to hear that. Yeah, They didn't like that at all. And I also want to know if they enjoyed the fact that the mastermind behind it all came from our organization. He did. He did. Jeff Lunau was from our organization. Every time I said that, it was not 
it did not go upon happy years. They were not, I took a lot of heat out there in the Twitter world when I would say, listen, I get it, get over it. We committed a cyber crime. Also, caring about the, if you care about the Astros and they, the fact that they cheated still, get over it. First off, I guarantee someone on your team has cheated. I guarantee they weren't the right. only team cheating, right. considering everyone around the league said that they, they weren't. Right, right. And I guarantee that – I just get over it. Who yeah, cares? it's time to move on. Who cares? If they were cheating, then fine. They got to the World Series with the same core of players. So, obviously, they were still good enough. Your team was probably doing the same shit. They just weren't as good at it. And with that being said, big-time shout-out to the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. That awesome. was awesome. I, I, I really became a fan of them once the Cardinals were eliminated. I told – we talked about it on here. Uh, just their whole demeanor. Jock Peterson has become one of my favorite dudes. But to what Jorge Soler, Anthony Swanson was on an interview, and I don't remember if it was McAfee or if it was on – MLB. Okay, and he was just ta- they were talking about him hitting those home runs. And he said you should see him in, in batting practice. Like he hits balls way out. Yeah, I know obviously you got a lot going on with your kids playing sports and, and dance, and they're probably selling Girl Scout cookies and they're selling Boy Scout popcorn and all of that stuff. Did you get a chance to watch any of the World Series? A little bit, yeah. But let's be. I just want to clear some up. The the dance is for my daughter, not me. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, my just one. Yeah, just all right. But uh, I I was able to check out a little bit of it, and I mean, I I really didn't have any, uh, you know, vested interest in either team, so it really didn't bother me who won. But I will say, speaking on the the venom part that you were mentioning, that I've just I don't know. I've learned over the years, and probably this is obvious to a lot of people, but. It took me a while to figure it out that usually when you hate something in sports, hate a team, uh, hate a player in sports, it's usually, usually, not all the time, but it's usually bred out of jealousy. Um, Absolutely. And this is a shot at me and LeBron. <laughs> well, no, it's it applies to everybody because it, it also applies to things in sports that I hate, too. And because usually when when things are going your well, uh, going your way, right, it's, you don't really hate much with sports. So usually a lot of the hatred comes from the the frustrated fans or the frustrated teams. And um, I think I think you guys are spot on with with the Astros take and their cheating and uh, how the rest of the league was basically doing it as well. Yeah, it was interesting and, and Caleb told me about but was Chris Bassett, right? Was on yeah. with Chris Rose and I ended up watching that interview and he essentially said, Hey, it's fine to hate the Astros. But and everyone was doing this. And while saying that's important to note, Chris Bassett was a teammate of Mike Fires when he leaked it. Right. So Mike Fires, by the way, I hate Mike Fires. <laughs> he hit John Carl Stanton in the Hates face. a strong word. Jealousy. No, I meant it. He hit him in the face and then hit him in the shoulder the next time they face each other. And he's just and he comes out, wins his rings, all happy. Go okay, can we stick to Chris Bassett? Yeah, here? sorry. Thank you. But he was on the team of Mike Fires. He played in the same division as the Astros, and he probably knows some people. In this clubhouse? No, because I don't know if they were doing it. Because they probably don't have enough money to buy the cameras to cheat. <laughs> or the trash cans. But, like, the players know. Joey Votto said the same thing. They know what was going on. And it's also worth noting, Bellinger, Yelich, Rendon, all with the three best players in 2019 in baseball, probably, they're all bad now. What look, happens? I, crack down. Look, I, I don't want to say anything about the Cardinals and cheating or anything else. All I know is uh, when Caleb got employed by them, they did go 23-4. and four. And I did notice that we got a, a delivery of about three metal trash cans, and they disappeared to our house. So, I hey, that's all I'm saying. Don't you accuse the – no. Don't you try it. Hey, it has something to do with the 17 games. I'm just saying it could be a coincidence. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're making jungle juice. I don't know. I mean, th- does it feel like – and I, I was just thinking about this, and I could be wrong, but of all, like, the major leagues, uh, major sports leagues in, in the United States, has – 
Major League Baseball taking like the most. Oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? The most hits with uh, integrity more than any other league over the years. I think what it is is that the the MLB has the most integrity because of what they've been rooted in as they have the persona of America's pastime and we police so our own game. Yeah. So what I think it is is that the NBA, I mean NFL, how many of those guys are juicing? All of them. Well, not my, we first of all, we know that Miles Garrett is not because every time that man wears a tank top, he gets tested. Yeah. No, I'm just saying there's a lot of them that do. You have the Tom Brady situation. The difference is we have these riders in our sport that make it such a big deal. If someone did in the in the, I mean the, in the MLB what Tom Brady did in the NFL and got caught, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. Watch Tom Brady get kept out of the Hall of Fame. It's not going to happen. Okay, now. Well, what would be, be in, equivalent to that, like doctoring a ball? Every single quarterback I that I know that is going to be or is in the Hall of Fame came out and said, we did that for years. We didn't even know that it was a rule. That's fine. So I don't understand what you're saying. If any player in the MLB gets caught cheating any type of way and gets suspended like he did, they're not getting in the Hall of Fame. I see. Okay. So I think the MLB has this this precedent they've set for themselves that is kind of bullshit because they ignore everything until it's brought to the public spotlight, where they just try to overcompensate for being so far behind everything by making it such a big deal, and then we get these blow up of the Astros. We get the Barry Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame. Clem is not being in the Hall of Fame, and A-Rod's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. That I think MLB tries to overcompensate for being so laughably behind everything they try to do. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a smart take. I don't know. Is is the Tom Brady – you're talking about the deflated footballs, right? Yeah. I mean, would that be like equivalent to a pitcher doctoring a baseball? I don't, th- I don't think so because I think a pitcher doctoring a baseball has a much greater effect on the game than Tom Brady doing that. But, but, Especially the way they change and football, I'm not, And I want to be clear that I'm not like saying those things are at all equal or the same thing at all. But if some, if the league felt that anything was bad enough to suspend a player, so four games would be the equivalent of 40 games in MLB. If someone was suspended for 40 games in MLB for cheating of any kind, they're probably not getting in the Hall of Fame. I see. That's a, that's a valid point. That's a, that's a very valid point, actually. But I, I, I think also, D, here's what I, I – and obviously I'm really new to this, this game they play on ice. I'm learning, right? <laughs> However, what I will say is, in my opinion, out of the leagues, baseball is the most uh, reactive league. Whereas, in my opinion, the NBA is, is head and shoulders above every other league when it comes to being proactive in, yeah. in, in cases. I feel like baseball, like Caleb said, they turn their eye and they turn their head and they turn everything, their backs and they turn everything, until they can't turn around anymore. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, we have to react to this. When you could have gotten ahead of it 10 years ago when people first brought it to your attention, i.e. steroids, i.e. cork bats, i.e. doctoring the baseball. I, I mean, you can the list can go on and on and on, right? The cheating, all of that, i.e. why are there iPads in the dugout? All of that. Those are still the dugout. Well, I understand. I'm just saying. Like, those are all things that have brought our wire managers wearing watch, Apple watches, all of that stuff. And then it's like, oh, well, they just shove it right down the line and then – it all piles up, and, and they know, hope it's no like, one oh, sees shit. it. Right? Well, you can attest to this. I was talking about them doing something about the sticky stuff before the season. Oh, it's not, it's not a year ago. Yeah, I've been talking about that for so long because it's been so obvious that I love Justin Verlander, so don't take this as a shot because I don't blame him because everybody was doing it. But it's obvious to me that he was not doing that in Detroit, and when he goes to Houston and finds whatever Garrett Cole also found there, I mean, he becomes prime Justin Verlander, almost even better. Than he was at the age of thirty-seven, yeah. and, and people are supposed to say that he just found 
an extra five miles per hour and an extra six inches on the slider. And yeah, like no, that's not what happened. Right. But, but there we go again, right? We, we're bringing up we're bringing up Houston again. <laughs> well, like I said, they, I mean, and, and it all comes full circle. Well, yeah, the circle like of life. Everybody was doing it; they were just doing it better, and they got caught. Yeah, like there's no doubt that they were made the scapegoat, which. Which you know, is, I mean, I'm not saying they, right. I'm not saying they shouldn't have been, but I mean, we look at now. We got Alex Cora back in the dugout. AJ Hints in Detroit. Like it, it's going to even its way out. Now, AJ now we just, what we got to do is we got to get all the olds, the old whites, out of the Major League Baseball voting so that we can actually move on. Because you've got this awesome museum in Cooperstown, New York, and you're keeping out the greatest of the greats of your game over rules that really. Are arbitrary at the time. We're at the time now. Now they're they're much harder stance now. Yeah. But at the time, we're, we're keeping the greats out, and, and we can. I'm not trying to get into a debate on what's cheating and what's not. I'm not condoning cheating or any of that. I'm simply saying, once again, MLB knew what was going on. They were profiting at the highest level, and they turned their heads until they couldn't again. Their head didn't spin around anymore. Well, let's not forget that Barry Bonds was never even punished. Right. So you don't punish him while he's playing because you're making money off of him. Yes. But you punish him while he's not playing because you don't care if he's in the Hall of Fame. Correct. Let's, and let's be clear, Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player to ever live. I mean, it's hard to argue. And I don't even think it's close because we talk about how great Juan Soto is and how ungodly his numbers are. Go look at Barry Bonds' OPS because they were above 1,600 almost every year. Like, he is the the pinnacle of being a hitter. He's not in. Pete Rose isn't in. Probably the greatest contact hitter of all time. I one of, right. I mean, 4,000 hits. Clemens, the great, one of the greatest pitchers One of the of best pitchers of all time. I mean, A-Rod, one of the, the Kurt greatest. Kurt Schilling, the greatest dick of all so, time. So, Dean, where do you stand on that? The player's not getting in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yes. I'm, I mean, it, it does seem foolish, and it seems petty. And, uh, you know, especially as years go by, it seems even more just like you're shooting yourself in the foot for no reason. Um, I don't really think any – I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I don't know. I, I don't really see baseball. They're worried about their image or their popularity. I don't see how that changes by putting Barry Bonds or Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it just it does seem to me that there's these guys who still dream of riding the trains between cities, wearing the suits to cover with their pad and their pen, and they dream of the cigar and the brat. Like, I mean, they talk <laughs> brass platoons in the lobby. And that's what they want baseball to be. And that's not what baseball has been. And it sure seems like the game is evolving and the players are evolving. But a lot of these people who are voting aren't evolving at all. And, you know, the, it's interesting how we, we want to hold one person responsible for their sins. But the other sins, I, it just blows my yeah. mind. And also, while we're talking about the game changing and how perspectives need to shift, what the hell is wrong with Whitey Herzog? Why is he coming out bashing the sport, talking about how long it is and how – it's awful and nobody should watch it because it's three and a half hours long. Well, Whitey is rerooted in Whitey Ball and he thinks Whitey's... that's the way the game. Well, I'm just Whitey's old. I understand. So he's but rooted in why Whitey Ball. Him a platform to speak? Well, because he's Whitey Herzog. He was a good manager that had great players. <laughs> Let's not act like managers do. That I mean, much. look at Larusa, who is managing currently. Look what he accomplished. He won the worst division <laughs> and lost. All right. All right. He used to accomplish All a right. lot. We're not going back. I, I mean, did get a couple of DUIs. I was, when I said old whites, I wasn't talking whitey and Tony. You should be talking about Tony. <laughs> old old whitey. You were talking about old whitey. Right. Because Dean Pango to Tony pushing his run up for us. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, he waddled out there I, I'm not in disagreement with you. Tony gave me the best 15 years of baseball I've ever seen in my life. Tony did get it out of the pool. Well, Tony was a big part of that. 
Adam Cole's Jim Edmonds and Scott Rowland. Well, Tony wasn't here, or Albert wasn't here for the first five of those. But still, that, yes, I agree. I would say let let Caleb go. I'm I'm all for hearing someone bash Tony Larusa. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely worthwhile now. And, and there's a lot of stuff that obviously I do not agree with. But what he did here in St. Louis will always there's a there's going to be a, a a spot there. But I'm also very easily swayed to criticize him now because I think the game is a little bit out of reach for him. He's also genuinely not a good person. I think you're probably right on that. Like I don't. Getting DUIs, I don't think we would like showing off your to a police officer <laughs> like why is he whatever okay move on. I can't all, all right anymore. <laughs> anyway one more time shout out to the braves really am interested to see what they do they got what four four free agent outfielders and with, freddie freeman it, freeman's coming back if if freddie freeman does not come back to atlanta i lose all faith in humanity he will but that's still worth noting when you talk about them having to pay the other players. i think it's really worth noting too the fact that they won without acuna their best player right without soroka um I mean, what Austin Riley has become is so much fun. And he didn't even, and he honestly didn't even have that great of a postseason. He had a pretty good run into the World Series. He had, I he think. Yeah. For power Adam though. Duvall, I've always been an Adam Duvall fan. Great to see that. Dansby Swanson, love when you see a number eight hitter have his moment in the time. That's awesome. That it was, a, it, was a, that it was a fun team to watch. And I was like, I told you guys uh, when the Cardinals were out, that was the team I was rooting for. And I, I obviously I was really excited to see them win. I, that was awesome. And also we have to mention Hank Aaron. I mean, yeah, winning, the, winning the year Hank Aaron died is so cool. Seeing Billy, his his um wife, mm-hmm. I think I can still that. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to say widow. His wife, widow, widow. Well, his wife. Yes. that's what we'll say. Um, seeing her at the base. I mean, at the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. when they're putting all the Snicker and Freddie jerseys and everything up there. That was really cool. So it's obviously cool to see him. To see him be able to them have that this year, especially after MLB made the move to take um, the All Star game away from Atlanta. Yeah, I don't really, forgot about. That, I don't actually. really want to like get into why they did right, all that. Right, But for them to do that to that city, and then during, the year Hank Aaron died, and then for them to win the World Series, I mean, it, baseball has moments every year. That's why it's the greatest game in the world, and that gives me hope that there is some sort of thing out there because it always has the moments it should have. It's pretty cool. It's the uh, Moonlight Grams moments. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it was great. Also, it... There were a lot of, like, equivalencies with 44, I read. Like, somebody posted. I, I'm, I should have kept that. I should know that. Sorry about that. But there were, like, a lot of things yeah. throughout the year that happened with the number 44. And then the mm-hmm. the Braves, obviously, that's Hank Aaron's number. Yeah. So. The greatest right-handed yeah. player of all time. Okay. Just change your name already. All the cool teams are doing it. <laughs> I mean – that's, I kind of I like their name, but if it offends any group of people, then I'm okay with them changing it because I'm not in that group of people, so I can't say whether it's offensive right. or not. But I, I I think the name's cool, but I also am not educated enough to speak on whether they should change it. Or not. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, topic of discussion. Yeah, um, I know that the, the... I do love their jerseys. I'll say that <laughs> their jerseys are awesome. Uh, let's talk, you want to talk a little bit about just a few awards, and then we'll get into the NFL and the NBA. That's Absolutely. Um, first of all, just really. As a Cardinal fan, I think I came on here and said at one point, uh, hey, guys, I think we have a legit shot to win five gold gloves. And, you know, I think I even threw out six maybe as a number. But, but again, we were close. nominated for six, right? Winning five gold gloves, first time in MLB history. That's pretty fucking awesome, if we're going to be really honest. Like, here's the thing. When, when we traded Cole, I, I am a massive Colton Wong fan. I've always been since he got called up. Even when he got picked off the first, I've got an autographed jersey of his hanging in my closet. Big Colton Long fan, but I, 
I was, I think, in the minority a lot of Cardinal fans. No, you weren't. I felt like it on Twitter. Let's say, let's be honest. And it has felt like it all year on Twitter that they wanted him here, and I got it. But you weren't going to pay a second baseman twelve and a half million. And I said, I think Tommy can give you. I didn't know he's going to want to go bluff. Let's oh, be I honest. see what you're meaning. I thought but, you meant you're in the minority for wanting to keep him. No, 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 no. For for wanting to let him go. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I said, I think you've got to save that money, spend it somewhere else, and let Tommy Edmond play every day. Uh, no, I did at second base and see what he can do defensively, at least for the first half. I didn't know he was going to win a gold glove. That's incredible. And let's be honest, Dylan Carlson might in the future win a gold glove in right field. Right field is not loaded outside of a communion. No, it's not. I mean, Bryce, Har- that's, Bryce Harper's pretty good out there. No, he's not. He's terrible. He's one of the worst in the league. <laughs> he's he, not. No, he is statistically one of the worst outfielders in baseball. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was, that's awesome. I'm on the Tommy Evan hype train. I always have been. I love him. And that defense, I've been saying it all year long, but it was – it was the best defense I've ever seen, period, in baseball. Obviously, I've only been alive for 19 years, so I haven't seen that many. But of all the teams I've seen, there's not one weak spot in the whole defense, except for Yachty at times, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, but that's but, it's not weak. That's not the, a weak spot. But the infield, I mean, Mundo Sosa, if he would play for a full year, would have been nominated for a gold glove, just based on his statistical metrics and everything. Uh, but, I mean, Nolan and Goldie at the corners we knew was going to be great. But Tommy and Tyler and Harrison Bader, what they did defensively is incredible. And Tommy Evans played 45 games in right field. Right. Like that's, that's how many. Yeah, that's and right. he won a goal glove to second base because he had the most defensive runs saved in the league in, at that in position. In baseball. Yeah, so second base. It was, it was a special year defensively. Hopefully offensively comes around next year. I mean, there is a free agent shortstop out there who did win the gold glove in the American League. I'm just saying. If we want to go Best ahead. Best defensive and, war of all time. And, and the, the thing is, Yachty didn't win it. And, and shout out to Jacob Stallings. Uh, Kevin Stallings' kid, if, if anybody knows basketball in this area, Kevin Stallings is a legend. He was at Illinois State. Uh, I think he was at Vandy. He's been a, to a bunch of different programs. Big-time big, big time college basketball kid. And evidently, Jacob could have played wherever he wanted. But shout-out to him for winning the, the gold glove in Pittsburgh, where no one cares about In his 30s, by the way. No a lot of people think he's younger yeah. than he is. I mean, he's a guy that's called up, right? Yeah, he's like 30-something. 30, 30 I, I did not realize that. that no, I'm not going to look at it. You have a computer in front of you. But, um, yeah. Congratulations to him. All the Cardinal fans bashed and, and it's, it's, it's our Twitter right, okay. for being on the Pirates. Like, what right. does that have to do with the individual not, award? So this is where D could come out right now and just say that's what he knows. Like, moving from Baltimore to St. Louis, he gets the Cardinal thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, best fans in baseball. Stop. No. Stop. <laughs> no, it just – I'm just saying it surprised me when I came out here and heard that because my entire life going to – Memorial Stadium in Camden Yards, I was told by the stadium that the best fans in baseball were in Baltimore. Right. And it shocked me when I yeah, came I out here because I was like, yeah. wait a second, I've been lied to. Yeah. Little hey, did you know. I will give credit to Baltimore. Their team has been terrible for years, and they still they still pack the house. They show lot. out a lot. They do. They want to watch Ryan Mountcastle. They do who not. Who got snubbed from being a rookie he did. finalist. He did. I didn't even know Wander Franco was eligible, yeah. and he's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think he's the best rookie in all of baseball. But Malcastle deserved to be in that top three. Yeah. Luis Garcia has been great, but come on. But and no uh Odolis Garcia. Outside of that. Yeah. It was really bad second yeah. half. It wasn't really bad, but it wasn't nearly as good. It was pretty bad. Um yeah, anyway, so cool to watch the Cardinals win five gold gloves. Uh and then obviously the one guy who doesn't win it is probably known as one of the top two or three defensive catchers of all time. Two. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I don't know, Johnny Bish is arguably. Right, right. But um Pudge is the best. I think we all agree. I think that, that, you know, you can make the argument of those three right there. Um, so it's a pretty interesting thing to see. I'm intrigued to see what we do in the offseason. Uh, D, let's talk a little bit about the Guardians, because we are now officially the Guardians, right? 
<laughs> that's no one knows to be honest with you. Like <laughs> there's, as far as I know, there's like no official merchandise out for sale that you figured they would be with the holidays coming up. Yes. Um, you know, and I don't know if the impo impending like, you know, labor negotiations are, are stalling this out or what, but it's kind of weird that you brought that up because that's been talked about a lot on social media that people are clamoring to get their hands on some merch and uh, it's, apparently not officially available yet. Oh, okay. That's mm -hmm. That's something I guess I should have known. Caleb, did you know that? That it wasn't available yes. yet? Yeah, I did. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. I just honestly assumed if I went to MLB.com, Team Shop, Guardians, still have, I could order a hoodie. They, yeah, no, they still even have like the same logos on everything. Are the Indians on clearance? Like, is everything that says Indians on clearance? No, because I'm assuming people are lining up to buy that because it's the last time they're ever going to yeah. do it. With Christmas coming up, You've rebranded your team. Well, go look at the MLB store. It's hilarious how bad they are. Well, they, it, it, There's no yeah. Tyler O'Neill jerseys to be found. Okay, but again. I'm just saying there's players like that on every right. team. I'm sure there's. But they, you can custom you can make look, a Tyler O'Neill jersey. But when you look at, if you were to go look at the Cleveland team, the only jerseys they have that are current players is Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber. They don't represent the teams very well at all. Yeah, It's the only place on you there? can buy stuff. I don't know. MLB, let's They need to market themselves better because that's a lot of money to be had. Yeah, I would think they'd be just breaking – you would think with the holidays D coming up, the Guardian stuff would be flying off the shelf. Yeah, I I think I heard once that the MLB uh, store is being run by the Astros. <laughs> I mean, okay, no. maybe no, because then it'd be it'd definitely be better. <laughs> no, but they were taking the the Indians um, name down off the off the main scoreboard there in left field. So that was a big thing they were doing, a big kind of like. Uh, social media event that people were filming and different things. So they are making a transition. It's just, I, I figured it would have been like you, like official, like the day right after the last yeah. season. Do you right? think something's going on there? Cause it seems like a rather seamless transition should be taking place. Well, I don't know if the roller derby thing is bigger than they thought. Oh, but I, I doubt that. I don't know, but it is odd. It is odd, but you know, Hey, that's how Cleveland baseball sometimes operates with things I mean, again i come from a point of naivete there glad you say it like right i felt like that i wasn't sure how to pronounce it to be honest with you. so i wanted to make sure that i said it right and i felt if i said it a little fancier it probably sounded okay naive naivete right either way i think it is okay um i think it's a hockey player <laughs> probably on the blue probably a blues forward that i don't know about it's not but my you would think that okay, if we're changing, we're going to rebrand the Indians to the Guardians. I just assumed that they had dotted all the T's and crossed all the I's, right? You would think there was no roller derby team that would get in their way. Uh, you would, yes. I mean, this, right? I mean, I mean, because they they said this, you know, like more than a year ago that we were getting rid of Chief Wahoo and the Indians' name. Like this wasn't like. When we heard about the Guardians, it wasn't like we're learning about no more Indians and now we're the Guardians. We knew about no more Indians for a long time. Correct. And so you would have thought that they would have exactly right, done their due diligence to make sure whatever name they picked was free and clear. It's like, just imagine this, right? In my mind, I see eight suits that are lawyers that have everything written out, 400 page reports. Every, they, they've done all the work. But let's just imagine if it's like Terry Francona 
and Jose Ramirez and maybe the owner with Dolan and that Dolan, yeah. the owner. Yeah. And they're just eating a bunch of Krispy Kremes, like housing beers. And they're like, what if we just name it the Guardians? And then somebody tweets that out and boom, now they're the Guardians. Is that what happened? Well, no. I mean, they had Tom Hanks do a like a video. So unless he was there pounding beers and eating Krispy Kreme. I with mean, he them. could have been. Well, why was it not Drew Carey? Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, Drew Carey probably represents the area more and better. But um, thank God it wasn't. <laughs> Cleveland rocks, dude. And, and you and I talked about this almost, probably a couple of years ago or at least a year ago. About name changes, I was on. I love the spiders idea, and there could have been legal you could avenues have called, that you had to go you through there called, too. Had a section called the spider web. Yeah, how that cool would that have been? Freaking and you awesome. could have put a spider on the foul pole every time something had a home run, could climb down. Yeah, yeah. oh, that's I had so many ideas. And not only that, I I got to give my dad credit for one. He said that you could call the. Sorry, D, I'm, I jumped on you there. What's up? Oh no, my I yeah, sorry. Um, oh, that was me. Like, you know, the Browns have the dog pound, right? And, and right. Caleb's right. You could have the spider web out in the outfield. And my dad mentioned that that's where big flies go to die. Oh, that's fantastic. That is good. That's a good one. That's really but good. I have a question about this whole garden. Maybe they're, re- they're redoing it. Roller derby thing. Um, why is that a big deal? Because there's an Arizona and a St. Louis Cardinals. So how can they have the same name? But then you get this problem. Ooh. Yeah, I never thought about that one. Um, I don't get it. Is it because it's in the same city? No, because we had the St. Louis Cardinals twice. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't understand the problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But like, I, they had to. Have, they they had to have known. Like, there you would imagine this legal team, right? <laughs> this this team of advisors here would have definitely come across that, and even if they didn't, that they would know how to handle this a little bit better. But again, this is all speculation. At, I don't know if that's the reason why we're not seeing merchandise. We do Correct. know. You are right. It's all speculation. We do know that Cleveland doesn't like spending money, so maybe they got some janky ass lawyers. May, yeah. Yeah. It that might be a surprise, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was Saul Goodman. I mean, obviously, it is all speculation, and there might be no legal things that are actually stepping in the way. And it was just a roller derby team being upset and hoping that it catches wind onto something so they can make some money. Oh, sure. It was. But, yeah. I'm not, no matter what the reason is, there is zero reason for them not to have a hoodie on MLB anything shop. because that makes it seem like it's not official. Because I'm not going to lie, I did want to buy one. I will buy one mm-hmm. because I think I like. I think that's cool. I think it's a cool thing. And D's on our show, and I think I should support that. But I also <laughs> think eighty bucks. So well, I didn't say I'm gonna buy one right now. I might <laughs> buy. Maybe I'll buy a T-shirt. <laughs> but either way, I would. I but I never even thought about going to look at that. I just honestly assumed. They were already on the MLB. Once again, shot. you assumed the MLB and everyone was going to be but ahead. Can, of but now, let me ask you this question that neither of you are going to know the answer to. But that's okay. Do the are the other teams putting out new things? Oh, so maybe great. there's a yeah, great new question. Releases don't come out until February. They're releasing postseason merchandise the whole out, oh, but outside of postseason, right? So if I'm a fan of the Seattle Mariners, are they putting out new hoodies or are they just selling? the rest of their 2021 inventory. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, but most of the hoodies stay the same. Like You can buy the same Cardinal hoodie now that you could have bought. No, there are new ones every year. There are new ones. but And you, yes, you can go back and buy the old ones on clearance, but but there's new ones. There's 40 new ones a year. By the way, the, the goal of the MLB is to make money for the, all the owners and the rich people that already have a yeah, ton of money. my mind. Why aren't you capitalizing on the holiday season? And the It day? feels like I could have bought a Kraken hoodie. Like the day after they, they announced, announced the name. Yeah, you could have. Actually, could have. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Wow. D, can you find that answer out? I'll do my best. I mean, I've been trying to find it on, I mean, I've been following the, the people griping on social media about it. Do you have like a like, bat phone in your basement where you just like, it goes right to the Indian or the Guardians clubhouse? I do have one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, but no one's home right now. They're not picking up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine they're out, you know, wooing the big time free agents. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. I want to ask you about Jose Ramirez. That's where I was going to go. Good, good transition. Everybody, it's... Things. Jose, first off, I don't think they're going to trade him. People think they are. I don't. I think he's going to be a guardian for the for his, maybe his whole career. I, I think that he's the guy they're going to want to keep. But how is that five foot seven fat dude so damn good at baseball? <laughs> I don't understand it. He is the weirdest player of all time. If you look at his stats from 2017 to now, he's had one bad half, and it was in 2019, I believe, where he was really bad. Other than that, the dude has been – I think he's the best third baseman in baseball. Yeah, and it, there's really no reason to trade the guy. I mean, his contract is so team-friendly, and it's like two more years of this. And I I don't know. I This is probably my own bias, but I, I really think they just caught a string of bad – I think they are a playoff team. I, I really do. They're a 90-92 win team if the roster stays healthy. Um, their, their pitching staff is completely loaded – uh, and they have with Framil Reyes and Jose Ramirez and now Miles Straw and the emerging Ahmed Rosario, they have a solid one through four. It, the only thing we have to try to get better is that five through nine. And I know a lot of teams can say that, but at the same time, there's a lot of teams that can't say that in addition to having the, ro- the rotation that you have. Well, well, sorry, no, go ahead, no, go ahead. well I'm not, I don't think that they're going to be out of it as soon as they were this year, but that American League is going to be uber competitive next year. Yeah, but that's the Mariners Central. are going to get I'm better. About the cent- but the Central yeah, but is what you have to worry about. I understand, but the White Sox are going to win the Central. Maybe. I, 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 I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I, I think the White say, Sox are only going to get better. Division. I I don't know. I do. We'll see what the White Sox do this offseason. But it's, it's going to be a tough uh, – the Blue Jays are going to get better. The Mariners are going to get better. They're all getting more experienced. They're really young. If they expand the playoffs, then they're – which I think they will. I think that's going to be part of the CBA. I do too. Which means that's probably going to be the top two teams from every division. Then in that case, then I would say for sure that they're a playoff team. But I, they need to go out and get a bat. I think I really do. Oh, they have to. Now, yeah. That's what he's talking about. Darling Marte thing. would be great. Darling Marte would be a fantastic. Now, now, D, let me ask you this because I have I do follow because of you uh, many many uh, Cleveland uh, sports media people, right? Yeah. And their their fan sites and everything else. It does appear to me from what I read. And again, this could be from biased Guardians fans, just like biased Cardinal fans. Yeah, that your farm system is pretty freaking legit. I mean, that's the hope. But that you know, it. It's... Well, yeah, they're all right. They're all you know. You never knows. Right. But, um, a lot of love for Jimenez. Is that right? Yeah. A lot of love for him that I've read. Mm-hmm. Now I think Starling Marte, and I said this, it seems like three or four months ago, would be a perfect fit for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Guardians. It... Good lord. If you can play the outfield and you can hit a ball, the Guardians are a perfect fit for you. No now, now, what happened to Eddie Rosario? Yeah, who knows? I the I I don't really you know. He was only on the on the team for there was a one year deal, and it ended up being a half a year. And I don't really know much of his background. If he's like a notorious slow starter, the guy was terrible. Like he absolutely was. awful. And you know, it's 
you're, you're not in the clubhouse, obviously, and you don't know all this, but just body language just looked like it was just that he didn't have any any care about big moments or, um, you know, big situations. Even when the team did something well, uh, maybe like a, you know, a walk-off hit or something, it, you would just see clips of him like, like last one out of the dugout to celebrate. It was just weird. And, and then he goes to Atlanta and yeah, rapes. Yeah. I think it was hurt. Could be. Well, he also, did. Well, he he did. He went on the – they traded him when he was hurt. No, I think he was hurt the whole season. Yeah. I mean, he, he very well could have been, and he could have been trying to get, get it out. Yeah. Dealing with a nagging shoulder injury, I think is what I heard, what really affects your swing. But also, the, the Guardians slash Indians – they're the no, they're Guardians. The, they're the Indians at the time. <laughs> they traded him for nothing. Yeah. Pablo Sandoval, and they released him. Yeah. Why that was a that was a salary dump. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, absolutely a salary dump. The worst prospect in their <laughs> right. farm system, and at least give him a shot. Like you traded. I someone... guarantee. I guarantee there was money that went back. Yes, there was. Was there? It had to be. I don't think so. The... I think they just picked up the salary of the I, I believe there was, but yeah. again, I I'd have that, to go back and look. Yeah. Uh, but he, I'll tell you a guy that if you can't trade for star, if you don't want to make the trade for Starling Marte, Jorge. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he, okay. My apologies. Jorge Soler, you put him in that five slot behind Fran Mill. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, and he has American League. I, I, you don't worry about strikeouts. Nobody cares about strikeouts anymore. Whitey, Whitey does. <laughs> Whitey does. Whitey does. But I'm just, I mean, Soler, not, also a solid outfielder. Nobody gives him props for playing. The, he's not going to win a gold glove, but he is solid out there. No, he's not. Adam Duvall is another guy. That would fit really well there. Adam Duvall is, I think, going to be a lifelong Raven. I hope so. But my, I, I loved the Miles Straw trade when you guys made it. So I am glad to get him to see him get a shot. He is fun to watch play baseball. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that the front office does really well is trade. And I know we can talk about the Eddie Rosario deal, but they have a track record. I mean, for, for all of what they're lacking with free agent signings and you know spending clout. They, they really have made some really fantastic trades over the past, you know, in this regime's uh, tenure at the helm. And so Miles Straw is another example of that. And it kind of, while it's frustrating when you hear the talk about trading Jose Ramirez, you know that if they do, it's they're going to win that deal. Yeah, it just seems to me, and I've actually gone to bat for the Guardians on Twitter quite a bunch because there are a lot of Cardinal fans clamoring to get Jose Ramirez here. And essentially, my my response to them is, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but you have just totally rebranded your entire organization. You have to build that around someone. And he's a perfect guy to do it. Who better? Agreed, 100%. Who better to build that around than Jose Ramirez, in my opinion? Yeah, I mean, he's 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 been phenomenal long enough now. Where you know, you know, when he first kind of broke on the scene you were thinking okay it's kind of fluky he's having a career year he's hitting behind you know jay bruce and lindor and santana so pitchers are so worried about these other guys and he's getting all the good pitches to hit and then he was put into like you know the 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 centerpiece of the lineup and he still kept producing really with not a consistent offensive help around him and so it's just making it way more impressive and he, he does all the – he's a switch hitter on top of that. He just does everything well. Everything yeah, well. and, you know, I'm a big believer of every franchise in sports needs a face of their franchise, right? Somebody they can put up 
on the posters when I come into said city mm-hmm. on the billboards or they're out in the commercials with the local Ford dealership or whatever it is. And when you have a perennial all-star like a guy like Jose Ramirez, MVP no, and, and no no offense to a guy like Shane Beaver or Beaver, Beaver or, or Fran Mo Reyes or any of those guys who I think are great players, it's when you think of Cleveland, I every buddy that I know of thinks of Jose Ramirez. I think Shane Bieber's right up there with him. Yeah, agree. I think he's a top five pitcher. Agree. And so you've got two guys there. Yeah, they've got two of them. Agreed. And I think they need to build around. They lost Lindor. Those two guys can't. Well, go. getting Rosario, getting Jimenez. Maybe you've got some to build there. I, I'm rooting for him, dude. I, I was. I really enjoyed watching the White Sox play. But man, they folded like a cheap tent down the down the stretch, and they did not look good in the playoffs. And uh, I'm rooting for the the Guardians. One again, I, I want a goddamn hoodie. So if, if you can find out a way to get that on MLB Team Shop, that would be awesome because yeah. I would like one. But or or maybe the Guardians are listening right now and they'll just send us some. Oh, that'd be that'd be golden. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, now let's transition. Are we okay for for transitioning? We good? Yep. Let's transition from one Cleveland sport to another. <laughs> you all right with that? Yeah, that I'm sure your audience has got to be loving this. They do, because they absolutely do. All right, today, uh, OBJ signs with the Rams. Who's that again? Who? Yeah, okay, your guy. Now, let me explain. Actually, D, I want you to explain your OBJ, Baker Mayfield theory, and then I want you to explain, I think it, in your answer, it's going to explain to our listeners uh, why OBJ and Cleveland didn't work. Because why, you would think, with a transcendent talent, and maybe that's the wrong word. That's transcendent. Right, that's not right. Because he is a star. No, he's he not. He came into the league. He absolutely was making nothing but plays. Wins rookie of the year. Continues to dominate, and then all of a sudden ends up in Cleveland, and just kind of disappears a little bit. So I want you to explain to our listeners why OBJ doesn't work in Cleveland, and give me that Baker Mayfield theory that you've talked to me a little about before, because I think it's fantastic. Well, since I since I kind of told it told you the theory I had, there's been some more layers added on to it, but okay. Um, I don't know. And again, this is all just speculation. I, I watch every snap of, of Brown's football, regular season and preseason. It's a, it's a religion. And um, what my theory has been about Baker Mayfield is that he is someone, you know, he was a walk on, you know, didn't really, he had a transfer to different colleges. Um, just, Obviously, he never met the guy, but just watching him interact on social media and do different things, I think he has this complex where he desperately wants to be cool. He just he has this just inner drive where he's always the kid that wants to say something in class and have everybody laugh, you know, and he wants to be noticed and he wants to be he wants to be cool and he wants to be in with the cool crowd. He burst onto the scene. And we didn't really have, besides Landry, but I wouldn't really consider Landry like a dominant receiver, diva personality type. You know, a solid kind of receiver. And we had a bunch of those. And when he burst onto the scene in Cleveland and he started, he had a really great first year. Um, he was thriving so well because he was not feeling pressure to deliver the ball to a certain guy. He was letting the play play out and whichever read he was making that was becoming like his top guy and was this year uh just to help me yeah was this year they had like three stud tight ends yeah they no that was um because they they had Njoku at the time yeah and they had just uh traded for Kareem Hunt 
but he was suspended. Okay. So they were running with, well, it was Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubb for a while, and then they traded Hyde. This was Baker's first year. And they had Darren Fells and Njoku at tight end. They had yeah, Landry. Okay. Yeah. They had uh, Perryman at receiver. Um, just, you know, just a Rashad Higgins kind of made a big play uh, or, or a big push to be a, a, a player during that time. And they had some success, right? And then they go out and they make the big trade for OBJ. And I think what, what Mayfield realized is that OBJ is like the epitome of cool. And he really wanted to be in OBJ's like inner circle. And what I felt like what was happening was that he was just forcing OBJ the ball. And if not forcing the ball to him, if not actually throwing it to him, he was just absolutely just locked in on OBJ. And I think it was causing him to go backwards with his development because he wasn't doing what he did, what he does best. And that's not worry about how you look out there and just make your read and throw to the guy who's open, not worry about who it is. And then we started to see OBJ, you know, get hurt. And the numbers were just so different when OBJ wasn't on the field to when he was. And it, the guy seemed like a different quarterback. Baker seemed like a different quarterback. Um, and so obviously, right, OBJ is out for the rest of the year. Last year, they make their playoff push. They finish really well. Baker has like a tremendous second half. I mean, oh, by the way, when OBJ got hurt. And then coming into this year, OBJ is back. And it, it just never seems to ever click. And, and, and to, to yeah. add to your point, yeah, on Twitter, Baker's posting he and OBJ and Jarvis on the boat. On yes, the right, right. Yeah, yeah. Those and those tweets are always always coming from Baker and just always making sure that he's in that video. Yeah, you know, and that he's bobbing his head, you know, as OBJ's like you know singing rap songs and everything else, and he's turning around to make sure his face is in the video. It's just, I don't know, and I could be way off with it, but it's just a theory, and um. But you do see it play out. And then, I don't know, the, the, there was a whole lot of stuff that came out when OBJ's dad posted that video. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if you get a chance to watch it. Oh, but yeah. um, it is eye-opening because OBJ's like running open a lot. Yeah. Um, but apparently what was what was coming out after that is that that was the problem, is that OBJ wasn't sticking to the plays. <laughs> And so he's now he's a really smart player and he's finding open grass, right? He's with the video. He's definitely open, but Baker's expecting him to be somewhere and he's not. And Baker's having a hard time being on the same page with his like freelance routes. Now Now, to be fair. Yes. Which I'm not arguing, right? We know that OBJ beats to his own or walks to the beat of his own drummer. And shout out to him for that. I, he's hand out hundred dollar bills to the LSU locker room after they win the national championship. But (laughs) There were a few throws that even if he did run the wrong route, he's wide open. He is. Baker still can't throw him the fucking football. He is. And wild. But yet Baker hits Peoples Jones on one of the most beautiful post routes I've ever seen against the Bengals. Peoples Jones just goes right by the the, the safety and the corner. Yeah. And Baker puts it right in a basket, right? Right. And in stride. One of the best throws I've seen Baker ever make. Yeah, and on Sunday, there there's a, a a quite a bit of those to people not named uh, OBJ. That's right, OBJ's running down the scene wide open. He's yeah, getting, but yeah, he can hit that. I mean, whatever. It is what it is That's now. Weird. Now, Caleb and, and the, I was shocked that he ended up with the Rams. I was, I, I was because they weren't even nobody was even talking about the Rams. They were not Odell's personality. 
Oh, it fits LA. Think about the city. He just yeah, I'm not arguing that. I just nobody That's was talking about it. No, one thing I, I that really stuck out with me, and it's going to sound like sour grapes, but I, I didn't, you know, I, I watched the Browns play every every game, and oftentimes their time slot was the same as the Giants. Um, you know, back when OBJ was playing for the Giants, mm-hmm. and one thing that that I really that struck me over the past, you know, three years that he's played here or in Cleveland is that I'm amazed at all the drops. Like he he's great with these one handed sideline, you know, toe tapping grabs, but like the, the ball that is like collarbone high right at your face mask. Like I'm amazed at how many times he dropped those. Yeah. He's the hobby bias of football. (laughs) That's a That's a really, really strong comparison. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. You've been thinking sitting on that one for a while? No, I actually just came up. Oh, it's good. Thanks. It's good. Um, but, you know, no pun intended. I'm, I'm happy the Browns dumped him. Ah, uh, all right. Plus nothing nothing there? Evidently. There <laughs> Allegedly. Is, there is that rumor. I was saving. Uh, okay. His career kind of went downhill after that came out. Yeah. Maybe there's some respect lost. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like I, I thought for sure it was going to be Green. I thought it was going to be Green Bay. Like, that just seemed to make sense. The Chiefs are always in the talk there. That made sense. Uh, the Saints going home, but it didn't make sense for this year. No. Like, this is a one-year deal. Him going to the Saints. I, look, Trevor Simeon, everybody's dogging on Trevor Simeon. He played really well Sunday. His wide receivers can't catch the fucking ball. No. That's not Trevor Simeon's fault. No. Uh, but Simeon's going I mean, Beckham, OBJ wants a ring. So the Rams have now taken the last year Tampa Bay Buccaneers model. And they're like, we're going all in. I, I think it's cool as hell. If I were a fan, I'm not a fan of the Rams. I was when they were here, but after that, I, there was no allegiance there. If I were a fan of the Buccaneers, I love that motto. Let's go win right now. Let's go get Von Miller. Let's go get Odell, and let's win this fucking thing. Because your window to win is very small, and especially in the NFL. Yep. And, you know, you had OBJ out there with Cooper Cup, who's going to maybe win Offensive Player of the Year. What he's doing as a wide receiver is unbelievable. Robert Woods is as dangerous as you get. You got Higby. You got Daryl Henderson in the backfield. Matthew Stafford is living up to the Matthew Stafford hype, which everybody missed except on Thanksgivings when we got to see him play. And, hey, OBJ can just go be a guy there. He doesn't have to be the number one guy. He can make a big play here or there. He probably scores a big touchdown here or there. And he doesn't – and he can just kind of – blend in am i correct there or am i looking at this all wrong on my obj psychoanalyst analysis well look if if his dad's posting a video because he's mad that he's not getting the ball as much as he should okay okay i going to the rams like you mentioned with all those other players like when when is he going to get the ball there okay now let me can i play devil's advocate the browns were what four are there five and four uh, five and four. Right. If the Rams are winning every week, OBS is not posting videos of his kid not getting the ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but th- I mean, besides- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is all that OBJ is about. Maybe that is it. I, well, I don't know. Wide receivers are definitely a different breed of humans. Yeah. Well, there, um, there was just, so I was just. Know. They're one of the only sports superstars that are completely dependent. Correct. If you don't throw the football, they can't be Correct. as good as they can be. Yep. I don't blame Odell for being frustrated with the situation unless he was just completely running off script all the time. But if I were a guy that was getting open, especially with his talent, and I wasn't getting the passes, I mean, that's going to affect his life, his pay, his credibility, if he wants to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he's on that track, 
but that does affect him completely. So I don't blame him for wanting to get out. But well, there's a, there's I think a... It's a good fit for the Rams because I think there's enough star talent there where if he starts to get out of line, Aaron Donald can bring him back in the line. <laughs> that that can happen. There's not that guy on Cleveland. There is. His name's Miles Garrett. Yeah, but he's not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's an all-time I mean, great player. Miles Garrett is on that projection. He might right get there, now. but Aaron Donald is maybe the greatest defensive lineman of all time. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be an interesting. I think it's gonna be. I think your your theory could hold true. I think it's gonna be interesting to watch. Well, there's this there's this great video clip that's been making its rounds on Cleveland social media, and it's it was a it was a game. I'm not sure the year. I don't really think it was this year, uh, but it. But Nick Chubb was mic'd up for a game, and it's a video clip on the bench after Nick Chubb just scored a touchdown, and they're getting ready to kick off or whatever. And so the offense on the sideline and Chubb sitting on the bench, and Odell walks up to Chubb and gives him a high five, and he says, "I want to score a touchdown," and Chubb goes, "I just want to win," <laughs> and. Very good response. It was, you know, it, I don't know. One one little interaction like that, you know, I it take it for what you will, but I don't know. Being being a high school coach for a while, you know, when when mommy or daddy has to speak up for you, that that kind of tells me a lot. Never a good sign. No, never a good sign. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Either the Rams sent themselves uh, up to the elite status, or they have. We'll find out, or they've hurt themselves. And I don't think they've hurt themselves, but I think it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens there. Uh, sticking in Cleveland for a while, then we'll get, let's get around the league a little bit. Uh, two big offensive line signings this week, which I think if you're that offensive line mauls, motherfuckers. They are incredible. I, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of Browns games. We don't have the NFL ticket here, but they were on Sunday, and they've been on, I think, once before. You watch them. I mean, if I'm Nick Chubb, I'm like, just, I mean, how do you not just give Nick Chubb the ball? 35 times like they do to Derrick Henry in Tennessee. I always wonder that. I, I don't know why they don't run the ball more. Um, but, and, yeah. And then you said, well, they signed two guards. Was that right? Two guards this week? Yeah, two more guardians in Cleveland. I, I mean, yeah. that's incredible, right? Like, and those guys were the, – the one dude's carrying around a gator, like on Twitter. <laughs> like, walking around with a gator. He's, like, bench-pressing gators. Like, those are the guys you want on, on in the trenches. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a weird dude for sure. Now, let me ask you this. With those signings, what does that signal for Baker's future, right? Like, is Baker going to be a guy who is going to command $30 million a year? Or is he going to be okay? Like, I'm really intrigued to see what they do here. Because yeah, if you're the Browns, you just came off a year where you beat the Steelers in the playoffs. You are in one of the top two divisions in football, as far as I'm concerned. The AFC North and the AFC West, in my opinion, are the top two divisions in football. Uh, you 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 just need a guy who can – he doesn't have to be Justin Herbert. He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have to be Josh Allen. But it, but does Baker want to be paid like those guys? I'm sure he does. I'm sure everybody does. And the, the problem with the Brown, with, with that situation right now, is that it's like the worst situation to evaluate him on because he's hurt and he has that – you know, broken bone in his left shoulder. Now, right. albeit it's the non-throwing shoulder, but it, it's just going to cloud. Like every time, you know, he's a subpar game, like against Arizona, uh, you just start to wonder. Well, was this? Is this really who he is? Is this the injury? And it's kind of like you—you kind of wish you would just know one way or the other 
as the clock is ticking down to make this decision. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of disagree with you. I, I think in today's to be a Super Bowl winning team, and I know it's happened without, but I, without these guys, but I think you do need like the elite quarterback. Like you need to have one. And I love the guy. I, I, I don't know myself if he's, if he's able to go to the level that a team needs in today's NFL to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Okay, now, now let me ask you this because obviously we, we don't know that yet, right? That's still the playoff. But if you're the Browns, you just invested in your offensive line. Right. You just let OBJ walk. Your defense is young and really, really talented. You have Jarvis Landry on the outside. You have Poop catching balls over the middle. Nick Chubb is a dude. You're going to have Kareem Hunt back. You've got this, the, the Ernest Johnson, right? Who yeah. just put up, what, 144 the other night when he had to play? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if, if – isn't your time now? Like, again, I just said, your window is small. If you're going to move on from Baker, who are you going to get? Yeah. Like, there aren't, like, we're seeing, we've seen it play out. These guys coming into the league, the Browns aren't going to get a top three pick, a I've top a, five pick. I've got a solution. Get him a talented wide receiver like Odell Beckham. <laughs> well. That didn't work. <laughs> I like I, Baker a lot. I do too. But I don't think. I think he's. I think he's good enough to get. I think he almost got you past the Chiefs last year. I, I guess my point is right. My point is, if if you decide, okay, we don't want to pay Baker Mayfield the what, fill in the blank money, right? I don't know what it is. What What is your next option? Well, there's. I weren't the Rams in the same exact situation. Okay, but here's the thing: the Rams got lucky one because the Lions are absolute idiots. Like, why they ever took on Jared Goff's contract? Right. And th- I don't think this is a trade situation. Right. Mayfield's going to be a, a free agent at the end of the year. So if you let him walk, like, who are you bringing into the bill? Are you going to go sign Aaron Rodgers? Like, I, I don't think Aaron Rod. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is going to Cleveland. No, no, no. And it, and it can't be a draft pick either. Right. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, you, you can't you can't bring in a guy in the 27th pick of the draft to be your next guy, because now all you're doing is resetting that clock. Deshaun Watson. It's uh, let's not even. I'm not even going to get into this. He's going to play again at some point. It's not, but again, we, we don't. I mean, Cleveland can't say we're moving into that realm. I don't like, think they're going to move off of Baker. So, do what I mean, that's that's I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, do, are you just happy? Do you have to be happy with Baker and say, hey, go out, give, we've got this line, give the ball to Nick Chubb 25 times, make your 20, 20 throws a game, let our defense put us in position, let Miles Garrett absolutely dominate humans like he does and we have a shot or are you okay saying we're gonna baker's not the guy we need to go find another guy and we've seen a lot of teams try to find another guy and it never i mean sam darnold james went i mean you could the list goes on and on it's not working out yeah i mean you're making great points and you hate to be kind of like and, and this this is what i'm not i'm not liking where the conversation is going, because it, it makes me sound like that I that I don't like Baker Mayfield. And no, and I, by no means did I mean for that conversation to go there. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. I guess my question is that I'm an outside observer. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking in, like I, as a Saints fan, we were spoiled with Drew Brees for 15 years or whatever, 14 years, 13 years, whatever it was. But now, you know, Jameis gets hurt, and Jameis was playing okay, but he still wasn't playing great. We have no wide receivers. We don't have. We would kill for a Jarvis Landry. I love that. We don't have anybody. But 
Like, I don't know. I just, if, if you look at, at their situation, in my opinion, that AFC is loaded. But the Browns are just as good as anybody in the AFC, in, in my opinion. They're just as good as anybody. They're healthy now, and they look like, they, they look dangerous. They made the Bengals look terrible on Sunday. They did. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I, I, I keep thinking about teams in the past. Like, you mentioned Drew Brees, right? But you got to remember how, how the Saints got Drew Brees. You know, it was through through a trade. Correct. And, uh, you know, what the Rams were doing is Stafford. And I'm sitting here running, trying to quickly run down the teams in my head um, with their quarterback situation. And I'm trying to think of, of options like Andy a Stafford Dawson. or a Breeze situation that would be out there. I mean, Jordan Love. I ugh. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jordan Love's not better than Baker Mayfield, I don't think. I'm just saying, like, if they re-sign Aaron, yeah. right? That's all I'm saying I guess I guess I'm I'm just really intrigued to see. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm not an Oklahoma fan, but I love to watch him play when he was there. That game with he and Mahomes, one of my favorite college football games I've ever seen. I, I'm not saying that he's a top. Is he top fifteen? I think he's he's in the top half of the league, right? Yeah, but that. You know, I mean, what, there are what you, what you, guys, right? There's only five guys, six guys that are absolute. I mean. Do you maybe is is there or is it car is car the answer? Do you bring car in from Las Vegas? No. Yeah, I don't know if that really is an improvement. I don't know. That, that's what I'm asking. I guess you know. It's, here's the here's the thing. Like if you don't when, have Tom the, Brady, when the Chiefs sign you don't have Aaron Rodgers, if you don't have Kyler Murray, you don't have Josh Allen. You don't have Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. There's a lot. There. That that's seven, right? But that's who after that. Joe Burrow's getting me the point. They've lost two in a row. They lost to the Jets. I love Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong. Offensive line. I but, think but, he's but, but you can't tell me that Joe Burrow in that's is more Justin valuable Herbert? than I mean, you guys are Herbert Justin Herbert. Maybe. So I, I'm say, that's eight guys. And that's eight teams that are ahead of them. I think guys. Baker's top ten in the NFL at quarterback position. No, he's not. No, he's not. You didn't even name Aaron Rodgers. I did. I said Rodgers right off the bat. Maybe Staff. Oh, Stafford, obviously. Stafford. So okay. Top twelve, let's say Tannehill. But all I'm, I think I take bait. I, I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you're not getting any of those other eleven guys. Yeah, but I think what where you want to be though is like when the Chiefs, you know, signed Mahomes. Like it was like good. It was a sigh of relief. Good, we got the guy. Like when the Cowboys locked up Dak, it's like sigh of relief. Good, he's not going anywhere. Dak too, by the way. Yeah. Okay. You, you that's want really good. Dak is really he doesn't good. want a playoff game. He does Baker did. He beat the Steelers okay, last year. Sorry, his defense won a playoff game. No, Baker was great in that game. Baker was threw like seven interceptions. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not trying. Caleb's not a fan. I'm just saying, I think the Browns can win with Baker Mayfield. They can. Nick Foles won. Right. Joe Flacco won. I mean, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl 9-3. to three. Against the Rams, it's possible. I don't think Baker Mayfield holds that team back at all. I agree. I guess that's what I'm saying. And, and D, you you obviously are way more plugged in than we are. We are we are Browns fans. From I want to go to a game there. So I'm just a big Baker Mayfield fan. Same. And so I guess my thing is when I hear these contracts, but I do. Will the Browns? Do you think the Browns will buck up and pay him thirty million a year? I mean, after you laid out, yeah, I do. But that, what I was trying to say was, I think you you don't want to have to pay your quarterback the big money because you say, well, 
there's no one really else out there that we can get. Like you want to do it because you believe in the guy, you know, and, and you're for sure that he's the one for you. And so do you think the Browns do or do not believe in Baker Mayfield? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's fair. And, That's fair. and I think, and I think it, it, I think they're logically no smarter than us. And I think that they're running through this and I think they're coming to their conclusion. Like you just did about saying, well, what, are really the other alternatives like with Patrick Mahomes, like when you're trying to decide to sign him, you don't say, well, what are the other alternatives? Correct. That's where you want to be. You know, with Dak Prescott, you didn't really say, well, what are the other alternatives? With but to Lamar- be fair with Patrick Mahomes, he sat for what a year behind Alex Smith. Yeah. Right. Like to do the Brown, I I'm not familiar with the Browns backup quarterback situation. Do they have a guy who equates to what Patrick, not uh, that's a terrible, a like you can't, pick. right. You can't he, compare him to And Pat Mahomes was a top 15 pick in the NFL. No, Chiefs were low. He was like 20 something. I think he was like 12. Oh, was he 12? Yeah. Okay. My apologies. They I thought it was 22. Okay. No, my apologies. But like, I don't know. Like, do you have a guy waiting in the wings? No, it's Case Keenum. Oh, I love Case Keenum, by the way. Oh, but, fantastic. Yeah. The most average quarterback ever. Though. I just loved him in college. At Houston, he was so much fun. It's I, just, I, think, I think I don't think that they know if they believe in Baker Mayfield. Exactly right. They know that they have to give him a chance. When was D? Let me ask you this: as a, as a massive Browns fan, when was the last Browns playoff win before last year? Last playoff win Jim before that was nineteen ninety four against Belichick and the Patriots. So twenty six years. No, I'm sorry. Years. I'm sorry. Belichick beat the he was yeah, Belichick was coach of the Browns. So twenty seven years ago. And Baker beats the spot of all teams to Steelers. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm I, I no. I, you're listen. You're exactly right. It, I the, love. I'm not gonna lie. I love him. Yeah, and he was. I love him. He Baker was one Mayfield. terrible NFL rule away from being the Chiefs. He right? was. Yeah, you are correct. That rule was absolutely awful. That rule was terrible. Yes. And he's had. I mean, he's done a lot of really great things. I mean, you know, the the five touchdown game against Cincinnati last year, where they won basically in the last play of the game was was a phenomenal thing. And, but I think what, 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 what people question is, is that he hasn't, you got this run game, right. And people, I think downplay him because the run game is so good. And they say that, Oh, it's, it's all because the offensive line, it's all because of the run game. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like if he ends up getting the extension, I feel like the Browns are going to make the decision because they feel like there's no other option and they're kind of stuck with him and we might as well do it. Yeah. And I guess, you know, to be fair, we're never going to know. Like we, we don't know truly what they feel about Baker Mayfield. No, I they come out and say something, which they're not going to do, especially right now. But um, as long as Miles Garrett is on that team. And as long as you've got that, that secondary and you've got that offensive line, in my opinion, Baker Mayfield, and he's hurt. Like you said, he's hurt right now. Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback in that Cleve on that Cleveland team, in my opinion. But again, this is coming from somebody who's watched two games this year. He also has no other team could give him the value that he has because they have Jarvis Landry. It's a great Jarvis Landry is one of the best short route runners in all of football. He catches them every time. He's really good at that. And um, and Hooper doesn't draft drop anything. No, that too. They have really good tight ends, and he's really good when he has time in the pocket. If he's getting rushed, he's not going to be good at all. But with that offensive line, I don't think there's another team in the NFL that he would be as good as he is right now in that system. And do you think – here's my – okay, it's the last thing we'll say about the Browns. All right. 
but I love this because I, I, I want to know more about this stuff. Um, do you think that might play in the Browns' favor? Where is Baker? All oh, That's the other thing, right? It's not just who can we get if we're the Browns. It's if you're Baker, where are you going to go? Like, are you going to leave Cleveland to go to the Jets? Are you going to go to Carolina? Are you going to go to Washington? John Elway would sign him. Are you going to go to Denver? But are those better Are those better spots no. to win? Again, again, we go back to maybe it's money versus winning, but I feel like Baker wants to win yeah, so Every, everything I've ever seen. So are you willing to take less to stay in a, a, a spot where you're, you're set up to win for not only just this year, but, but potentially the next few years? Or, or do you want to go start over in a, in a place like Denver? That's a really good point. I, I think the Browns need Baker just as much as Baker needs the Browns. I think that's and absolutely true. Like, and another thing that, I mean, he was, he was so, he was so great his very first year. Yes. His very he was. first year. And then they come around and the next year they got OBJ and they finally just released themselves of this. Um, he, he's gone. This is the first time he's not on the roster, like not in the building since Baker's rookie year. And I know when Odell got hurt last year, Baker went off and he did some, he put up some numbers that were ungodly. And if he does the same thing here in the second half of the season, I mean, that eventually you just have to start saying, well, you know, it, the question's being answered for you here. And he is more than good enough to be the cornerstone of your team for the rest of his career. So, I mean, I know it's cliche to say, but he's going to like basically write his own check here for the next eight games. Yeah, I think so. And you got the Patriots this weekend. So, I mean, now it starts. Right? I almost wonder if Baker's sitting at the crib, drinking a nice little expensive bourbon, smoking a cigar, uh, posting on Instagram, like everything. He has to be like almost smiling right now. He's probably in a really good spot. Really good place yeah. because in a way, I mean, I, I know Beckham kind of forced his way out, but in a way the Browns chose Baker over Odell. Yeah, I think you're right. And so I, I, I'm really intrigued to watch this. I, I really actually want a Baker Mayfield jersey. Uh, I'm, just, I'm kind of waiting, but I, I really do. I, I, I love him. I'm a fan. I hope he stays in Cleveland. I feel like that city seems to like him, love him. Yeah, they I, do. I don't know. I, maybe I, they I do. watch two games. And year. he, he, um, man, right. he's. He has really, really kind of embraced the city, and uh, the dude's a fireball, man. Um, he is. He's yeah. electric out there. Yeah, he he can be. And He's a um, good dancer too. <laughs> okay, so let's go from one electric quarterback to another one, really quickly. I'd like to hear your two take on what happened over the last week with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> I made the mistake. I, I take full responsibility of going to social media and posting should never have done that got destroyed by people who came out of the woodwork from both sides who got me. Um, I didn't yeah. see this. And, and here was my post. My post was very simple. Countdown till we hear from all of the Aaron Rodgers experts. Essentially my premise was the people who have not watched the interview with Pat McAfee, which I watch every Tuesday when he's on there and I watch the interview on Friday are going to all come out of the woodwork and have all their opinions about Aaron Rodgers. And that is exactly literally what happened. Mm -hmm. I got attacked by everyone who did not watch the interview. And well, it was very obvious because of the, all they were doing were reading headlines and attacking Aaron Rodgers, which I look, I'm not an Aaron, I'm not even a massive Aaron Rodgers fan. So my point was simply, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. Don't hate him. 
Don't dislike him. I, I don't go out of my way to root for Aaron Rodgers. But my point was very simple. Here comes everybody who's going to attack Aaron Rodgers or love Aaron, whichever way, and not know anything about the situation. So, D, before we get to Caleb, I'd like to hear what, if, well, if you'd like to talk about it or not. Well, I'm raising my hand in the back because I did not see the Pat McAfee interview either. Okay. So is there a way to kind of uh, bring up, like, what stuck out with you with that interview? The few things – and Caleb watched it. We both watched it. Uh, I w- actually watched it live when it was going on. Uh, what stuck out to me were a few things. One, he he definitely used a lot of cliche terms, which would easily trigger people who were not in agreement with those terms. Now, to be fair, Caleb doesn't agree with me with this, but I did a lot of research. Aaron Rodgers has definitely been a left-leaning – I'm not even getting into politics. I, I, don't even want, I don't even care about that point. But he has been a very liberal dude. Oh, many people would call him hippie-ish. Like, he went to Berkeley. He grew up in a very, you know, liberal family, whatever. Some of the comments he made were very, what I would call, charged cliches that seemed as if you were very right-leaning, right? Mm-hmm. Woke mob, cancel culture, yada, yada, yada. Okay. But what stuck out to me the most, and I don't even care about those terms because whatever, I don't want to get into the political side of it, were his, he, I thought he laid out everything he did as opposed, or in accordance to the NFL protocols, right? Um, everyone wants to come out and say he lied and he misled. He did say I'm immunized. He did not say I'm vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. I'm not even getting into that. Um, however, here's the only thing that matters to me. Two things, and I'll let Kale talk about this, and then D, I'll get, I'd love to get your response. The one thing that matters to me is his teammates knew he was unvaccinated. His organization knew. The NFL knew. The NFLPA knew. So everyone was knew what was going on. He was tested every single day and tested negative every single day. Um, so he was doing everything that was asked of the media or of, of him within the NFL protocols. The one thing he didn't do was he did not wear his mask in press, the press conference. And he said he addressed that in the interview. He said, the reason I don't wear it is I feel like uh, the NFL came up like I am tested every day. They know I'm negative. Why are they making wear, me wear a mask unless it look, makes it look like, hey, look at this guy who's not vaccinated, right? So he, that's how he felt. And he said, everybody in my room that's interviewing me is also negative or vaccinated, and they're 20 feet away from me. So he very much explained that. But the other thing that, that I thought was very telling that nobody wants to address, all right, is these guys are professional athletes that know every single thing they put in their body. It's not like 30 years ago. These guys have a team of doctors who are consulting every single thing they put in their body. Now, whether you agree or disagree, I'm not even getting into that. Never once did I even say I agreed or disagreed with the guy. I simply was saying, here's what happened. And so he was very specific on, I have a team of 30 doctors. I have a 500-page report. I consulted with all of them, and I took all the information they gave me, and I made a decision that I felt was best for me. I don't know how to argue with that. Kev, I'm going to let you say something, and then I would love to hear, again, D, I, I know you probably haven't watched it, but I'd like to just hear your reaction on what we said. I had no problem with anything he said. Like he said, he had an allergy, he had an allergy you, yes. to the mRNA vaccines, which are Pfizer and Moderna, so that's two of the three. And then we all know the problem Johnson & Johnson had been having, other than the fact, I mean, they're not, they weren't very effective at the beginning, and they weren't, they were causing problems. Well, and his point was, let me just add to that, 
was he couldn't get the other two. Now, again, this could all be fugazi. I, he could be lying to every one of us. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yes. But, but again, he said he couldn't get the Moderna or the Pfizer because of an allergy. Same, to be honest, same with my wife. She can't get them. Same reason. And he didn't get, at the time that he was consulting the Johnson Johnson, it actually had just been recalled. Yeah. Not, or re, whatever they did. They stopped they, production. They recalled it. Whatever they did. Yep, go ahead. Sorry. And my thing is, anyone who's not a professional athlete shouldn't be speaking on the topic because their body isn't worth $500 million of his is. His body is going to pay him 30 to $40 million next year in free agency. So if he were to put something in that body that were to give him a reaction or give him any sort of problems, that significantly alters his whole life, especially for the next couple of years. And also, I'm pro-vaccine. I think everyone should get vaccinated. But I also think if you have – I also believe in your right to choose if you want to get vaccinated. And if he believes that it was either going to give him another reaction that could be life-altering or it was going to be the Johnson & Johnson one, which we all know had his problems and whether or not you got – I got – that's the one I got. I didn't have Same. any problems with it, but, and he decides, well, here's the thing. I, I'm a health, first off, he's a healthy guy. He doesn't go out and do things. I mean, we saw the John Wick videos. That's about it from what he says. And he knows his body better than anyone else knows his body. Except for maybe his 30 doctors. Yeah, his doctors. And um, he also, like I said, gets paid for how his body performs. So all of that, I, I can't argue any of the points. If he doesn't want to go get vaccinated because of those, I can't one. I can't argue that they're invalid, and two, I can't tell him that he should be doing something when it's his 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 body. Like I know people don't like that it's my body, my choice, but it, it literally is in America. I think you should go get vaccinated if it's right for you, and I think it's right for most people. But if that was his situation and he had an allergy, and then right after the Johnson Johnson blood clot stuff happened, I mean, I don't I don't know if I can really blame him for not wanting to put that in his body. And Tyler O'Neill had a similar thing. Yes, he did. He ended up getting it. But he was like, but he I also didn't missed know three games afterwards me. because of a bad reaction. Well, that's just because he had he was, sickness, right? I'm but just saying. Well, like I was saying, I don't, I didn't have any problems with what he was saying. The presentation of how he said it was very pompous. It was, was very, I'm smarter than you. Don't you can't disagree with me because of all this. It was very much that, and that's going to rub people the wrong way, especially when it's a polarizing topic. But I don't, I don't care what he puts in his body as long as he's being safe and respectful to the people around him within that. And, and let me add to what you just said. He is smarter than me. I'm just going to say it. He went to Berkeley. The man is incredibly intelligent. But the, again, so D, I would love to hear your response. And again, I know you're getting second and third hand information here. But and, and if you don't even want to talk about it, you don't have to. I, I, it's just a polarizing topic right now. And that's what drives me crazy. The guy's a cornball. And he really is. And he's always been that way. Yes. And he, you know, I didn't see the pet, but by all accounts, you guys telling me um, about how I can, I can easily see it because he's been this way his entire career. And it comes across very arrogant. It comes across very rude to the R-E-L-A-X moment of his, you know, press conference and years <laughs> before. Yes. You know, to the... Uh, Telling people that I'm I'm, in, I'm immunized, you know, and he knows he, he's a very careful thinker. I I guarantee he doesn't speak without knowing exactly what he's saying and how he's saying it. He dabbled into the you know the game show host. He's also a big commercial guy. You can 
you can really tell that he's a guy that that loves the attention, but then at the same time, when it acts like the attention is no big deal to him, um, he's just he's a cornball. He's he's kind of like you know, he just seems slimy in a lot of ways. Now he's very he's, meticulous. And, he's and yes, calculated. very. Now I don't think the problem is. I don't think the argument is him getting the vaccine or not, but I think the problem is if I'm reading this right, is that he can choose. Anybody can choose not to get the vaccine, but when you make that choice, now there's certain rules that you have to follow. And in classic Aaron Rodgers fashion, it sounds like that he says, Nope, these rules don't apply to me because I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to make up my own rules as I go. Okay. I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I'm not even arguing that. Outside outside of not wearing the mask or pulling it down around the chin, whatever, in the press conference, right? That is the one rule he did break. Outside of that, he wore a mask, he said, everywhere he went. He said he still wears it everywhere he goes. And by all accounts, that is true. Uh, and he has tested every morning. And, and, and if we're going into logic, the NFL has a lot of illogical rules. We know that. One of those does seem if I'm tested every morning and I know I'm, I'm negative, why am I supposed to wear a mask? Especially when a week before we saw six or seven coaches and players fully vaccinated from the Packers miss games because of COVID. Now, I again, I'm not getting into the political side. I'm not even taking a stance. I'm not trying to do that. I'm saying there are a lot of questions I have about everything that's going on in our country right now with this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I... That's all I'm saying. The problem I have with people is when they have a problem. I don't know. I mean, it was very arrogant. Oh, yes. And I do really like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in any sport. But Potentially um, the greatest ball thrower of all time at the quarterback position. Behind Patrick Mahomes, maybe. Ah, better than. I don't agree. But I think – but I don't – I just don't think that – I don't know. My thing is I don't like the NFL's policies because they do seem very much so – like they're to guilt trip you into getting a vaccine because they don't, they're not logical. If I've just got tested every day this week and I've got tested five days in a row and they've all net all negative. Why do I have to wear a mask and, while I'm working out? And here's the thing. But if those are the rules, follow the rules. Like if you can wear it walking around the, you can wear it walking around the whole facility, fucking wear it while you're doing an interview. Not arguing. Like, and I don't feel bad for you that you got fourteen grand out of your bank account. My like, issue would be it. if I'm the NFL, just go ahead and mandate it. If that's what we're gonna do, go ahead and mandate it. Everybody has to get it because that's what you want anyway. No, because that's they, what no, you want they, anyway. Yeah, but they don't want Aaron Rodgers not playing football, so they're not gonna do that. Like, so what if Aaron follow... Rodgers gets it if it's mandated? Huh? Like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't like. I don't. I know. I don't. I don't either. love those. I don't. I don't, don't want to get into this. I don't want to. I see. Them. That's the problem, and this is the problem because. Now, if you're on one side of the aisle, you either now you hate Aaron Rodgers, right? Because he doesn't align with your belief system. But if you're on the other side of the aisle, now he's your now new hero. But the problem that I have is why can't we just start to listen to people and say, oh, I don't like that. I don't agree with that, but I'm going to move on with my life. Do you know what I mean? But, but we can't do that. And that was what my post was all about. Here, they, here come all the experts who didn't watch the if interview. you want to talk about your post? The reason that you got any sort of flack with that is because it was a very condescending post that makes you seem it like was, 100% pro everything Aaron Rodgers It said. wasn't, though. That's that not what I said. That might not be what you meant, 
but that's exactly how all it works. All I said was okay, count down so, till all the Aaron okay. Rodgers exports yeah, come out. You saying that anyone who <laughs> reads that is gonna yeah. is gonna assume what side you're on, and it's all going to be on the same side. Okay, again, I go back to my problem, and I'm not arguing with anything D said because a lot of his points were completely valid. All I'm saying is a lot of people had a lot to say who didn't even watch the interview, and that's my problem. That's always my problem. It's always my problem with let's jump first and then decide later, and I hate that. Like, we get mad when anybody does that. So that is my issue. That's my issue. I I never once, and I'm I'm still not even going to say Said if I agree or disagree with him. I'm not saying you did, but your post made it seem like you agree with him. It it shouldn't have. Okay, well it did. Okay, fair. That's why. But Aren't there more? Uh, I thought there were more protocols that he was like. I, I was hearing rumors that if you're not vaccinated, vaccinated, you're allowed to be not vaccinated. But then there's like you have to not be in more than groups of three in the team facility. Didn't he have like a Halloween party or something too that violated? He did have a Halloween party. I don't know if that violated anything because as he said, everyone, he had had a negative test that morning. Mm-hmm. Everyone at the party had either had a negative test or was vaccinated. But so that's I, don't not, know, I don't know that answer. To be honest, I can only go by him. Don't they have to eat eat separately at the facility? Like I, I thought there was more to the protocols that Could besides be. just the mask at the press conference. The only thing I heard was, and that what he got fined was, or was the mask at the yeah. press conference? I'm not sure because I don't know the press right. Conference. I don't either. I don't know. But everything. I just think I I don't I didn't disagree with anything he said because I'm not, I don't know his situation. I don't know his health. I don't know his allergies, and I definitely don't know his doctors. But all I know is that the way that he presented it was very much so going to rub everyone who already had a preconceived notion of Boom. why he did it the wrong way. Boom. So that's on him, and I don't feel yeah. bad for him. Well, I don't think he cares. Like I, I, truly, I truly believe he's he's see that. That's what I'm saying. He, but I, I don't, I, I don't really care. No, people get that's mad. My thing. People get mad. Everything I say on Twitter, someone gets mad about it. I don't care anymore. If you're, whatever. He's polarizing. He, he's always been polarizing. He always will be. You either like him or you hate him. No one's ambivalent about Aaron Rodgers for the most part. There are so many just interesting layers to this that I. I'm not going to weigh in on because I don't know the answers. I have no clue on the answers. But it's interesting to me that if you're vaccinated and you get COVID, you're okay. But if you're unvaccinated and get COVID, you're putting people's lives at risk. Does that make – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Or am I just completely wrong? Again, I'm not saying I'm – I'm not even saying I believe that. I'm saying I don't know what to think, and that's the problem. I have no fucking idea. No one does. But you're getting a little bit too much into politics. Yeah, it didn't mean to by any stretch. Well, here's I, the thing: I I do think I disagree. I do think Aaron Rodgers cares. That's that's my kind of whole point. Okay, he's I the see. kind of guy that cares, he but asked, he wants. Okay. but he knows how to put off the persona to make it seem like he doesn't, and that he's the uh, you know I'll I'll go with the flow, California dude. I he really is very careful about everything he does, everything he says. He knows he is. Um, a catalyst for, you know, highlights and, and sound clips and everything else. And I think he loves every second of it. And um, I don't know. He's he's just it's it's to me, it's not about the vaccine choosing or not. It's about it could it, this could have been about anything, anything. But it's him about saying, well, these rules don't apply to me because I am who I am. OK, I think that's a valid. I valid think point. he's had this complex and you can't really blame him. Because he's been, what's he been in the league for 16 years now, 15 years? 15, 16 years, yeah. Of uh, being um, untouchable. 
and he basically is. He knows that he can do what he wants, and yeah, they're gonna find him 14k. He doesn't give a shit. He has that right, back right, pocket. Right. And but they're not gonna suspend him. They're not suspending Aaron Rodgers for a Sunday night football game. No. Not gonna do that. They want the money. So he knows that he's untouchable, and he's never gonna say that. But that's just when you're that famous for that long and that great at what you do. I mean, a complex comes with it, and he very much so has that complex. The, the, only, the last thing I'll say about this, because I don't want to talk about this forever because it's whatever. The only thing that, that, that does rub me the wrong way about a lot of people is, here's the thing. I made the I, I consulted with my family, uh, consulted with a doctor, consulted with my mom, who was a nurse for 40-plus years, and decided, not that there was ever really truly a question, but decided that I was going to go ahead and get vaccinated. All right? I, I put in what I thought was best for me, What's best for my family, what was best for my environment, what's best for my career, everything, all of that. And I think you should afford people who bring in their own doctors to tell them a, a different thing, right? The same respect that I get for getting the vaccine. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it okay. does. Right. I, I, you know, instead of, oh, you're an idiot for not getting it. I, again, I'm not even saying that again, made the right decision for me. I think you have to, especially as a professional athlete, but as anybody, you have to weigh all of your options and make a decision. That's what life is about in every certain I do, instance. But I do think that if you are able to and there's no health risk, you should be vaccinated. Yeah. I'll stand by and that, that. And that's your opinion. Because, but, and but that is my opinion. I agree. But that is there unfair. are a lot of I professional feel, athletes who do not agree with you. Okay, that's fine. I feel very strongly about yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm okay with but that. But if I'm it's not, not going to impact your health, you should get it. I feel very strongly about that. But um, I don't know Aaron Rodgers' situation. I don't know all these personal. DeAndre Hopkins had this this thing a couple months ago. Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, and, the list goes on and yeah, on and on. Kirk Cousins is. I'm just saying the list but, goes on. But it's whatever. I don't yeah. even. I, By no means do I want anyone to think that I am sitting here saying do not get the vaccine. I'm not. I'm saying the decision I made was best for me. The decision Caleb made was best for him. D, the decision whatever that was for you was made as well. And that's all you can do as a human is. Do what you believe is best for you in your situation and those around you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I blame now, the Astros. Do what? I blame the Astros. <laughs> now, with that said, let's transition right over to the NBA because Kyrie isn't going to play this year, is he? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like he hasn't played in eight years. I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I love Kyrie. I don't. I, I, I did not like him at Duke. I, I didn't love him early in his career. Here's what I respect madly about Kyrie is Kyrie puts his – he's weird. I would not be – I don't think I would get along really well. I think I would. Maybe, maybe. I love that Kyrie says, here's what needs to be addressed. I'm going to go do it. I don't care about my career. That pisses a lot of people off, especially when you're under contract. I completely understand that. I completely support and understand what the Brooklyn Nets are doing and what the state of New York is doing. But I do respect someone who says, these are my morals, values. I'm going to do whatever I need to to support those. That That's that's yeah. where it, and, and it's the same. That's been my stance on Colin Kaepernick yeah. forever. Since, since I took a lot of shit when he kneeled. And now everybody who gave me a lot of shit at the time who called him selfish, all he cared about was, was one, he was a, a, a borderline quarterback. He really just wanted the limelight. A lot of people out there who said that to me, who are now all of a sudden champion Colin Kaepernick. And, and that's not a hate to pat me on the back. I'm just saying, I do have a lot of respect, no matter what it is, for someone to say, fuck everything. I'm going to do what I think is best for the human race. He's very fortunate 
in the fact that he's been able to put himself in a financial situation Absolutely. to be able to do this. You're right. And the way I see it, do I agree with everything he says? No, not <laughs> even close. But right. he uses his money and resources very well for a lot of really great causes. And he does what he believes in. And who am I to tell him that what he believes in is wrong? And who am I to tell him that he should care more about basketball than his values? I, I mean, I don't have to agree with his values, but I'm not going to sit here and hate on him because I think he should be playing basketball. And that's not what he wants out of life. If he wants to be a pioneer for civil rights, he's been very vocal in those or whatever he believes in, flat earth. I don't know what he believes in. <laughs> if he wants to be that and that's what he wants to do with his life, I don't care. It doesn't affect me at all. I mean, you don't have to. Do I want him to play basketball because he's great? Yeah, kind of. Selfishly, right. But um, if he doesn't want that, then I understand where people would be like, well, I've worked my ass off and never got out of the G League or I never got out of college. And this guy is, has all the talent in the world and takes it for granted. But at the end of the day, it's his life. And if he doesn't want to play and this is worth it to him, I'm going to do what you want. One of the greatest lines in ND, I want to hear your take on this, but this addresses what you said because you said talk about his financial situation. The great, one of the great lines is be afforded to – be who you can afford to be, right? That's a great line because it's so true. The guy working, unfortunately, working at fill in the blank, making 15 bucks an hour, wants to probably help civil rights too. He just can't afford to be that guy. So, D, again, I'm sure that you come at this because, obviously, as a Cavs fan, you have you have probably a deep feeling about Kyrie, but I'd love to hear what you think about this. I mean, yeah, I, from the human side of it, yeah, you, you should – you have a right to go out and pursue your happiness, you know, to pursue what makes you happy and to try to do the things that you feel like doing. Um, and, you know, he's signed a contract. I, I, when he's not playing, he's not getting paid. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what is he, right. What, what's, what's really wrong here besides, you know, the, the team counting on him to be there and he's not, but you know, plenty of other things happen in life and, we're allowed in this country to go out and do what you believe in. And he's not harming people. He's not breaking laws. He's by all accounts trying to help people. And, um, you know, some of his comments in the past are a little strange, but Hey, absolutely. How many I think of us, he's a weird you know, dude. I get the feeling that he doesn't love that. He doesn't feel fulfilled. I don't know him at all, obviously, but that he doesn't feel fulfilled playing basketball and that he might not love, even love basketball. He's just really, really good. Really at good it. at it. Yeah. Yeah. He clearly doesn't have a, a love for basketball. Okay. Like, yeah. Just no. you're somebody do doesn't mean you have to love. Do it. you guys think we see Kyrie play this year? No, I don't think we, I might. I wouldn't be surprised if we never see him play again. I've heard people say that. D, what do you think? I I don't know. I I want to say yes. I I want to say yes that he'll come, around, especially as you know we get closer to playoff time. I don't know. I see him wanting wanting a piece of that and missing it. I he. I get the impression with him that his emotions sway back and forth pretty drastically about what he wants out of life. And yeah. so with this swaying this one way, I mean, I, I think I'd be naive to say that it could never sway back the other way again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's it. I, 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 I do think point. he will play again, but I, but if he were to never play again and say that he doesn't want to wouldn't play be shocked. or I wouldn't be shocked, but I would I'd be even less shocked. If after this year he says he's retiring and then comes back in a year, right? Like I have no idea what he's gonna do. But honestly, I don't care what he does. If he does what's happy for him, what's best for him, I mean, Same. you put yourself by by working so hard and being so good at what you do, you put yourself in a situation to do what you want in life. So do now, what you want. And one question though: I'm not is... a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan. If I was, I might think a little bit differently. Yeah, I hate the Nets. <laughs> what is it? What is it now that he's doing? Kevin Durant. Right now, the next question: your favorite, your favorite basketball player of all time. 
is Ben Simmons going to play this year? <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, he's he's going to get traded, and um, a lot of this, you know, there, there's a lot of different layers to this. There's a whole bo- whole lot of NBA free agents that were signed this summer that can't be traded until December fifteenth. Right. Um, and so that's going to open up a whole new crop of eligible guys to be traded to. Uh, Philly does not want this situation anymore. I, but at the same time, they're not going to give him away. And uh, he is definitely going to play again. He's going to be traded. I really don't know where. Um, but that's also what's going to happen because you're going to have teams that kind of sort themselves out and realize, you know, some teams are going to say, hey, we have a shot at the playoffs and we didn't really think we could before or teams, you know, saying we have a shot at the championship and we didn't really realize we did before. And Ben Simmons is going to be sitting there. It might go all the way to the trade deadline, but he will play. All right. I would think it has to be a team in the West, right? I don't think Philly's going to put the, I don't think Philly's going to put their, the limits on that. No. Really? I, don't I mean, I if think, it, are I, they trading to Brooklyn for Kyrie? No, because Kyrie's not going to play. I don't think. I mean, he can't play because he's in New York. Yeah, but I don't think he has the desire to. Anyway, I don't know what's going to happen there. I I love Ben Simmons. I've been very vocal about that on this. We know. But I don't think. I think he's going to play. I agree. I think he's going to get traded. And I I don't know what's going on with him. I really don't. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I'm so tired of it. I don't even care. Like, I really do. Well, you don't hear as much talk about it right now. I watch him play basketball. But if he's not going to play basketball, then whatever, don't play basketball. Okay, one other guy. Uh, the reports came out either yesterday or today. It does appear John Wall is not going to play this year. That he is prepared to sit out, become a free agent, and sign somewhere outside of Houston. Is anyone surprised by that? No. Yawn. Right, right. Like he's, one of the one, well, John so Wall bad. is an awesome basketball player. Not anymore. But I am so tired of hearing John Wall talk about John Wall that. I don't even know what to say anymore. I really like John Wall, but I really did. I like, don't. Sorry. I mean, no, that's let me, the, I, let me, it's not that I okay, don't like Let me re-speak. I really liked John Wall. Okay. When he was um, coming up with Washington, doing his little dances before the, while he was coming out to an introduction, I really liked him. Now, I really think he's an average basketball player at best, and I think he needs to shut up. Well, I, I'm i just putting this full circle. Philadelphia, he would look really good there. Oh, I mean, I do that think is he, a very valid point. I do point. think he would fit very well in that That story. is a very, very valid point. Oh, oh I want to get... Because in my opinion, and I should not have said I don't like John Wall. That's not true. I'm just kind of tired of the John Wall, John Wall saga. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's my thing. I want to see him fit somewhere, but it just almost feels like He's so I don't know what the fit is. So... I, I don't know what the fit is, but, but Philly would be very good. One last thing on the NBA before we get out of here. I have one more. Okay, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, Who was the... Cavaliers first round pick. I forgot his name. Mobley. He, How's he way, doing? He's a stud. How's he doing? I don't know. The stud. I want to talk about that. He's a stud. How's he doing? Yeah, he's been a really good fit in today's NBA. Hey, I was asking shot a genuine Caleb. question. Absolute shot right at Caleb. <laughs> no, he's he's actually I think uh, exceeded all realistic expectations so far. But it's really really early. Um, you know, these rookies are used to playing 30, 35 games. It, the, the real question comes when the 40, 50, and 60 game level hits. But uh, he's off to a, a really, really good start. And He is. And now, okay, not that this is your dream come true, because it's not. We don't wish injuries on anyone. But Colin Sexton is, gonna, is out. Yeah. Yeah. And that frees 
Garland, and that frees Ricky Ricky Rubio. What do you have, like 20, 37 the other night? Yeah, he's but like, he's still he's still on the bench, and I they they need Sexton in that starting lineup. I mean, yeah. they they I don't you know. It, it's still November, but if you look at the standings, the Cavs are a playoff team right now. I know. And, and um, the, the one, and the, this was a question I had too: was can Mobley and Allen exist coexist? The answer is yes, but it's because Kevin Love is, Love is nowhere to be found. And I, I'll ask you, and, and maybe you know more about. I did not understand the Lori Markin and trade. Well, apparently, the like, listen, Love was always slated for the bench, and it's not that they're that Mobley and Allen are doing well because of Love not being around because Love was also off to a really awesome start to this year Okay, as a bench player. What, what's going on is that this three-man, seven-foot lineup with Markinen, Allen, and Mobley, um, you know, I'm, I'm in no way some X's and O's guru, especially at the NBA level. But by all accounts and by all, like, you know, inside statistics they are causing massive havoc for teams that cannot match up and uh are really having a hard time scoring consistently in the paint against these three guys and i'll say i'll, I'll admit it, i was wrong about him and alan being able to yeah it was too i, I mean, my point know. wasn't that really was... i might have inflated what i meant to say a little bit or i might be walking it back i don't know but my point i didn't think that he i thought that i didn't think they could work because i do think they can work and they are working I thought that Jalen Suggs would make a bigger impact on the team at the time. I don't know now, and I don't know how it pans out. That was just my opinion on it, because I was really high on Jalen Suggs coming into the draft. Who's playing fairly well in he's Orlando, a, I too. just think he's a stud. And really he just athlete. has to kind of find his way. We've seen Cole Anthony all of yeah. a sudden develop into a stud there. Yeah. Um, also, last thing on the NBA, uh, I never want to mess with Nikola Jokic. Um, Mark, we, v and I have had these conversations about the Morris Twins before. Okay. I do not condone violence, but no one deserves it more than the Morris Twins. No. I, like also, I, shout out to the Bulls who are tied with the Washington Wizards at 8-3. We were talking about that Jokic thing now. earlier. I have no problem with either side of it. The only problem I have, honestly, with it is Morris hitting him in the first place for right. a reason. I don't think Jokic should have pushed him as hard as he did, but I probably would have done the same thing if I was 7 foot tall and yep. MVP. And then I don't have any problem with Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry being pissed off about it. No problem with Fair. it either. Fair. Except for Morris, because I really don't like him. Right. And I don't know why. No one does. And he, he clearly <laughs> hit his Unless knee. Unless you're on their team. He he clearly hit the knee of Jokic on purpose. What? That's an MVP. Like, don't do that at all. Well, Charles Barkley and Shaq said, if he does that and he turns his back to me, I'm pushing him. Yeah. And if he doesn't turn his back to me, I'm punching him in the face. Yeah. Like, you're trying to injure a dude. This is what he makes his money off of. I Morris deserved it. I don't the most frightening thing was watching his two brothers stand up in the, in the stands. Yeah, no, you don't, don't ever want to see that. No. You got to you got to go back to this. This they went after Doncic in the same exact way in their playoff series a couple years ago. Yep. Doncic, I think, had a had a lower leg injury. And Morris, uh, it was it was one of those like five minute video reviews they were looking at the scorer's table because Morris stepped on the back of his foot and like was clearly doing it intentionally, which I always got a kick out of because Morris had was tweeting back with the Jokic brothers saying, you know, the difference is uh I've never gone after someone when their back was turned. Yeah. And uh, you know, Doncic was like, I think it just scored. And was running back down the floor when Morris stepped on yes. his foot, and, and he, he ran at Jokic when he was unassuming right. to his knee for no reason. Yeah, and you, Absolutely. I don't know. There's, and you start to wonder about. I don't know. I mean, there, there's these are two foreign-born players. I don't know if there's something there also. Right. It. it yeah. Uh, I just know I, I'm a Joker fan. I'm a huge. Joker yep. Fan. And uh, I want to see him healthy. 
And hey, if somebody takes a shot at him, he has every right yeah, to go right back I have in. A problem with that. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Kevin and I have been wanting to start this for a while, so we're going to start it tonight. D, you ready for five rapid fire questions? Oh yeah, I thought it was going to be the Mount Rushmore Thanksgiving, but yeah. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon. That will be coming up. We've got. I got to think about that a little. So bit. this that's a lot, lot of work. You're saying for for you for me. Yep. Five rapid fire. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it'd be cool if I asked these. Good. Okay. So uh, first thought, right off your bat, right off your head. I just need your answer. All right. Yes. Got it. Um, okay. One, if you could attend one sporting event, what would it be? Ohio State, Michigan. Fantastic. Uh, favorite baseball player of all time? Kenny Lofton. Wow. We saw Kenny Lofton jersey at the Cardinal game the other day. Um, Not the other day. All right. <laughs> if you could be one athlete for one day, who would it be? Oh. <sighs> Like maybe Justin Verlander. Like right now, or I I could be like at any time. Do what? At like any time of their lives. Time throughout the history of sports. Uh, Nolan Ryan. All right. Uh, Caleb can be Robin Ventura. (laughs) Oh, I'd love that one. No, I don't want that. (laughs) All right. Crab cakes or pork steaks? Crab cakes. All right. And the final one. If you could have a Browns Super Bowl championship or a Guardians World Series championship, which would you pick? Oh, this is unfair. I, I, I'm I a big, and I know this isn't a rapid answer, but I got to explain my answer here. Um, I'm a big, one of, the, one of my favorite things about being a sports fan is seeing, is seeing fans react and seeing how places and cities react. And I have to believe that the reaction in Cleveland to the Browns winning the Super Bowl would be something that would be life changing, and would be something that uh, you know it would just be—I can't imagine what it would be like. So I would say Browns Super Bowl. Okay, I lied. We have one one final question, and then we're I'm, we're going to get out of here. All right. All right. Favorite noble, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> That's not the right. That answer. was spoken completely out of fear. <laughs> Also, right answer. It was the tr- it's the truth. <laughs> right answer, dude. Once again, I'm so glad you joined. We we got into a lot of topics that I wasn't sure where they were going to go, but I'm really glad they went that way. Uh, a lot of fun tonight, dude. Thanks for joining us. It was a great time, and it always is. And I'm so just honored that you guys uh, would ever think about me to be on here. I know I don't bring a whole lot to the table, but it's so right. much fun. I can't I can't tell you how fun it is, and I love listening to them. Well, I appreciate that, but that's a lie. You brought actually a lot of information, not just to Caleb and I, but also to our our 482,000 listeners. Love it, man. Love it. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate it. Uh, Caleb, anything you need to say before we get out of here? No, no. Okay, go Blues. Yeah, they lost. Uh, That's what happens when you make me watch a Blues game. You weren't watching it. That's fair. I didn't even know they lost. Uh, Guys, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we, We can't. We can't thank you enough for everything you've done, for all the support that you have given Caleb and I. Uh, again, you can follow us at more underscore noble, at Caleb Noble 8 uh, You can follow the two of us at, at those two. Find us on Facebook. Please uh, find us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. Well, we really, really appreciate that. Once again, you guys absolutely rock. Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.